when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm watching Dr. Lupo. Is he a terrible person? I don't know anything he's about okay. him. He's okay. It's all right. He's, I'm pretty he's sure. Like, he's I'm, like, you wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup, but yeah. he's fine. Yeah. I'm watching him clear a house in Tarkov right now, and oh, it's hell yeah. fucking terrifying. <laughs> this is like PUBG, early PUBG energy, man. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. I'm in. Um, I'm in. Let me, I gotta clear some Also, honestly, <laughs> honestly, that, that fucking clip that you posted. I know. With the, oh, the, yeah. the, the thing that PUBG, I felt like, was missing for a certain like skill level yeah. was the fucking tracers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not be, not having like the right setup or the amount or like the awareness to hear the sound correctly every single time. Yeah. What like kind of had was this like skill floor that you had to be at. Yeah. Where this is like if you can if you if they miss and you catch one of those tracers you've you've got a fight going. Right. Instead of being like completely Done. fucked. Yeah. If yeah. if you don't. I don't know if every gun has one. tracers. I don't know. Right. I, I have right. no idea. Listen. But even just seeing that clip was like oh we should start huh. yeah we should start a podcast yeah. I think uh, we did. All right, well. <laughs> what's good, Internet? It's Monday, <laughs> January 6th, 2020, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 288. I'm your host, Austin Walker, bringing you into the new decade, joined here in the new studio. Year. New year, new decade. New decade. Ricardo Contreras is here. Kato is here with us, rocking the 1994 PlayStation hoodie. Yeah, you got this what's hoodie. good? It's fucking great. Yeah, what's I love good? It. got the all-over print. <laughs> yeah. You already know what it is. Hell yeah. Also with us, Patrick Klepek. Whose audio feels weird to me, but I think it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's probably fine. fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> you really got to carry this over to the podcast. Austin is like, totally <laughs> okay with it. He is fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. I just need to new decade, new energy, new neuroses. <laughs> uh, also, hey, can we clap in, or are we just gonna totally fuck this dog? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So the problem, Rob, is my, my is is, yeah. is no, we're uh, fine. Is we're my fine. audio? It's not time. Is that we didn't do? We didn't do. We, we don't. Do we don't need time. That is what? new decade. No, we still need. To turns, out, s- turns out you don't need time. That is. We still do. It just makes it slightly easier. It's, we still need. To I do have it. the backing track. I know you. And do. I can line up their waveforms to their waveforms. Isabel Morant says. So we never have to do time. That is again. No, we got to keep doing it. <laughs> Until Kato comes to us this afternoon and goes, "All right, guys." Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you mean this afternoon? We're gonna f- like finish this podcast and he's gonna go, and we're gonna go. What is it? What happened? And he's gonna go. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. <laughs> See, let's clap on twenty. You clipped. You clipped. I did not hear you. Your sound <laughs> dropped out as you said the time. If let's, two claps is enough, look. right? That's good enough. You can figure it out. It you don't want to go one more? All right, 35. I don't 35. 35. I didn't even want to clap in the first place. Boom. <laughs> Sick. Great. 
So do we do a new? Do no, we're this is in it? we're in no. the just well, cut that dead air. air. You cut, cut that, that dead, dead air. air. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> twenty twenty is here. We've all taken a break. Um, I think this is the longest we've gone without recording anything new ever. I think that's probably why we're so rusty. What? That's it. Seventeenth. That's it. I am fucked up right now. Yeah. Like actually, I feel good, but. The well, this is the <laughs> longest wait. Twenty twenty processing feeling okay. Uh, no no no, it's been bad. I I needed to do this podcast so bad. It's killing me. Partly because we kept playing games and like I think if you look at our like top ten list, like those things continue to evolve between our recording the end of year podcast and then publishing those lists. Uh, it's like I have all this thing I want to talk about games, uh, but also because. Like I said, this is probably two and a half weeks of not recording mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and one, for someone who, like, that put me in full work from home mode and then vacation mode and then back to work from home mode and losing the office as a space to go to has been bad for, for my brain, uh, <laughs> even though I'm only here twice a week. Uh, but mostly it's just like, uh, we, mostly it's, I played Disco Elysium finally. Uh, I want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, me too. But uh, before we get in, into that, I have one more thing I have to do, which is I have to say, also joining us, Rob Zachney, which I didn't say <laughs> 10 minutes ago <laughs> because I got Kato interrupted. Just, you know, at this point, Kato could have just edited it from another podcast yeah, just the, drop the way it he's in. treating this recording. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to put this whole or thing together. Or we could have just taken the, you already know who it is. Like, <laughs> you already know, who, you already know like, who it is. He needs no introduction. He doesn't need an introduction. Rob Zachney here with us. Uh, thank you for joining us. And also, there's one other piece of business that we have to attend to, which is uh, get oh, shit, fucked. I hit, Tom. forgot to record. No, you didn't. Wait, no, really? shut up. No, I did. I'm an old pro. Like, this is cursed. No, you're you interrupted me saying no, fuck not. Tom Brady. You interrupted me saying fuck Tom Brady. This is. Oh my God. Uh, you know what? We just have to, we have to get it out of the system. This is the one Ooh. bad podcast we'll do this year. This is the one that isn't. That this is, this is great it. energy. Get your for bad the takes new year. out, everybody. Yep, exactly. All right. Do you want to talk about Disco Elysium, Patrick? Is that where we're at? Do we want to just jump in head first? Yeah, man. Uh, I almost want to just say screw it and just do a spoiler cast, but I guess we could we do. Can't. Did I haven't you finished it? it yet. Okay, no, no you should I finish have it. And my, then we'll do a spoiler cast. No, I know, I know. Yeah, my uh, my uh, two weeks off was like uh, one week was, or rather, like four days were like real vacations. Like mm. my daycare doesn't give me uh, some daycares give you like a discount if you're like, hey, don't send your kid over the holidays. We're gonna staff down, and we want to encourage parents to do that. They offered no such option, so I was like, Jessica, you are going to daycare, and uh, Dada's going to have a Dada day where you <laughs> wow. can actually do things. Um, and so, like, yeah, my my choice was to to start on Disco Elysium, um, uh, a game in which, I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm like head over heels for it. I'm halfway through, probably, probably. It seems like what I could, day are you on? I, I I have I have a place to live. Nice. I found, okay, so at least I mean, day three. You know, ar- arguably, maybe like in quotes. That place is uh, nice. It, that place is all it right. It's fine. I wish I could. You know what? It's not a game that gives you any customization over like uh, where you live, but I do, and I don't like that stuff in games normally, but Dude. I am so invested in this yeah. character in a way that I don't get invested. I don't really role, role like play. really yeah. role uh-huh. play because uh, I think as Disco Elysium has an earth, like s- game, so many games don't give you actual opportunities to do that in a way that I've always said, I have trouble bringing myself into the game. I need the game to lead me there. This is true of open world games. It's true of role-playing. And this game 
helps me better understand the lack of role playing I'm doing in games that claim to be about role playing <laughs> when in actually in Disco Elysium you're given opportunities yeah, to do dude. that and to really imprint a character um, this game does the and thing I'm, that, I've said this before yeah, is like, I wish more games would meet you halfway do you know what I've said I've said like okay I like to bring myself I like to go into a game and like here's who my character is even a game like Final Fantasy 14 I could tell you real decisions I've made around like oh, I'm gonna stop playing Red Mage now because in the story my character's magical power <laughs> was sapped away and so for the next 10 <laughs> levels I'm just gonna play Samurai as my character's relearning their map which is complete bullshit the game doesn't yeah. do that but I bring that energy into right. the game and I've said for a long time i wish a game would meet players halfway i wish i could point to a game that met that let mayor that met players halfway there and i think disco does that as you're saying um there's so many opportunities and it's not just and it's not just uh how uh, games often do this um where like hey here's a couple of prompts at the beginning like answer this question to <laughs> yeah. like fill in your backstory like are you a, a renegade or whatever and um this 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 informing of a narrative of who this person is who this like it uses the you know it uses the amnesiac trope, but to like great availability, right? Like I think it like fully justifies it in the narrative in terms of like the power that gives the player to imprint um, this character with a sense of self, whether that's one that's like reflective of yourself or like who you're building in the world. But it just it doesn't stop. It doesn't feel like ah you picked a path. This is the type of character you right. are. Like I, there's a fluidity I'm light side to now or something like that. The, yeah, yeah, or or. You don't know, I like I, you often don't have a great sense of the sides, or it's just in the moment. It's just a it's just a fluid narrative in terms of the character building that I find having. I think we were just seeing this in Discord as we were trying to like chat about it, but like not chat too much about it. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, <laughs> and um, uh, playing you know outer uh, worlds like next to this made me. It was like, ah, Outer Worlds was just a giant hoodwink of like, <laughs> oh, this is, and I, I, that's that's like so more derogative Dude. than I mean to be about um, uh, that game. But it's more, Disco Elysium illuminates, like there were so many paths the genre could have gone in, like post, let's say Fallout 3, ushering in like this to the, to the map. I mean, I know there's Elder Scrolls and stuff yeah, like that, but like yeah. that, um, but Fallout Three, Mass uh, was very much about like making choices, like making like bad things happen. Like there was a certain style of game, and like it could have splintered in various ways. And the way that formula is so rigid at this point, the people are nostalgic for a formula that it turns out hasn't changed that much. And Disco Elysium, well, fundamentally a different style of game. There's no combat whatsoever. Um, it just suddenly reveals like how much I'm the the writing is so rich and detailed. And and I just find that I'm, it just suddenly makes you look at a game like Outer Worlds and go, okay, like this that was not nearly enough. No. Um, <laughs> or like I think part of the thing that you're getting at here too is in that style of game, everything feels so um, so isolated and vacuum locked uh, uh, apart from each other in terms of quest lines, right? So like let's say you're playing one of those games and you get a cannibal quest, you find out yep. that there is a a family who lives on the, the edge of the frontier and they're really nice, but then it, oh, guess what? They're cannibals. Uh, you can name any of these games and you will find that quest. Uh, Outer Worlds had one. Outer Worlds had one. Multiple of the Fallout games have had them. Uh, Oblivion or a Skyrim, mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls games have had them. Uh, and so you go do that thing. And let's say you decide, I'm going to sit down and eat this meat. I'm going to eat this meat. 
uh, in in those games, those things feel end up that choice ends up feeling vacuum sealed and like locked air locked from the rest of the content. Outside of maybe you get a perk that says people don't you get minus five charisma when you're talking to people because they can sense something's off about you, buddy. But there's no actual feeling that your character has changed or that you've stepped down a, a path that the world like. Uh, uh, recognizes partially because of the inclusion of Lieutenant Kim, who is one of the best party members, if not my favorite party oh my, member y- yes. of any RPG. This, this game minus him. Oh, it's a is, terrible game. Uh, it's like yeah, it doesn't work. Which no. uh, they probably you know they designed it because you know like they. they but I just yes. like if you were to imagine playing this game, it just took him out because you could right like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. play and, and actually instantly. there are mechanics in the game where like yeah. yo you want to do some dirty ass shit while while uh, lieutenant kim tell you, I'm gonna get mr. Them boots. Mor- mr moralizer yeah just <laughs> judging you saying like what don't take those boots off that i'm gonna get thing. those boots kim. <laughs> so go to bed kim and i'm gonna take those fucking <laughs> boots wear them and then the next okay this is actually a great illustration it's like not it's not really a spoiler um <laughs> Is that there? You know, the heart of this game is like investigating a murder yeah. in which there is a corpse hung outside um, of, a, of a hotel. And for way too point, long. Get, for for way too way long. too long because of you. Yeah, your <laughs> your shitball of a main character. Um, and you can eventually get it down. And then there is an. I, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil too much. Of like, I don't know how it splinters, how much is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is my version of it. There's a way to you and I preserve both, yes, there sure the is. body. Yeah. Um, there's a way to preserve it. Um, and I, I, you, I, you can choose to do that. And there is a mechanic in the game where, uh, and it tells you like the most tool tips in loading screens, not useful. Tool tips in this game, very useful, but don't feel like it's leaving out critical information. It's just more like, hey, here's like some cool shit you can do. One of which is like, your 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 partner, he can at a certain time, it's like, cool, you can like go to an area, he will go to sleep, but you can still keep walking around. Mm-hmm. And you can get up and to do it, you can normal do normal quests, you could continue the storyline, or you can like do some stuff that like Kim wouldn't be cool with. Which for me was <laughs> I wanted to collect these cool ass boots because the game goes out of its way to like make it clear these are some cool ass boots these that are you like maybe power would armor boots basically yes. these are like space marine damn like uh you know uh they're like the the power armor from from fallout you know what i mean like yeah this is and they're very rare you would yes. like it's it's not something where it's like an aesthetic in the world like you will stick out you like would definitely sparkling. cut them off a dead man's feet if you saw them i did not cut <laughs> did them not off cut them. i would that say would probably ruin them uh, yeah, I create, I, I, I creatively <laughs> m- moved the feet around, took them uh-huh. off. They were full of flesh and other gooey substances, but I, don't worry, Rob. I mean, there's a plan. There was a friendly, there was a kitchen nearby yes. where they cook food, and I just boiled mm. those boots into mm. the hot water and cleaned out those boots. Probably cleaner That's than anything besides, else in that in that kitchen, to be honest. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They're making a lot of alcohol back in <laughs> they there, really so everything's are. Clean anyway. And uh, the like, this is the reason I'm telling this specific story is because it's the attention to detail in which I think we become a. There's a certain thing that we expect games to acknowledge because it's usually going to be the thing that's like in bold. You made choice. Game will reflect this choice. Like the the telltale, like we'll remember this. Like cool, that'll come up again. Um, and this game over and over pays attention to details that you the game on some level doesn't need to acknowledge. But the fact that it acknowledges this over and over is one of like the defining characteristics of its of its like narrative detail, which is that you 
you can get those boots and it could just be in your inventory because in Disco Elysium, the way the stats system works is like you can assign perks to your like character sheet. But then let's say you really want to boost up a check that you don't have stats for. Well, you can put on different equipment to kind of like temporarily boost yourself or smoke or do or drink or do drugs. You can manipulate the system in different ways to accommodate what you want to do. I put on the boots absentmindedly, just like, oh, okay, I'll just put those on and then slept, woke up the next morning. And then the first thing that happens is you go downstairs, you meet Kim and you click on him and he, and you don't, he doesn't say anything to you. The first dialogue prompt is just look at something like, look at these sick ass boots. And he just like rolls his eyes at you. And it's just like this, this dumb fuck that I am stuck with. Yep. Like in, it's just the fact that the game took the time to recognize me going out of my way to do an exceptionally small, completely inconsequential, no relevance to the plot in like an A plot sense, but is so relevant to the actual A plot, which is really just the journey of this character and the choices you make with them, um, illustrates just the level of detail that this game is 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 running on. And it just this happens over and over. You will just always be surprised at like, oh, the game is paying attention and acknowledging tiny little details that um, are much more meaningful than than you might uh, originally think. I uh, yeah, I've had such a weird journey with this game in terms of wrapping back and forth around on it so many times, which I think is uh, uh, speaks to its its like strength. Um, not to that's not even a criticism because like most games don't let me engage with them in that way. I, I can right. most games like I engage with it and go for the first like. 30 minutes, like, oh, cool premise, okay, and then let me just turn off parts of my brain, because otherwise I'm just going to not like this thing, or or I'm just going to, like, I, I need to, like, move to a certain type of, of criticism or a certain type of engagement that is distinct from the type that I try to bring to, like, fiction and stuff like that, um, because they're just not working in that space, and, and I think... The opening couple of hours of this game definitely made me think that there was that this was going to be more smoke than fire. Uh, we talked about this a couple of months ago when the game first came out. That it was like I could tell there might be something here. There might be meat on the bones, but um, it, it's it's obscured by a very abrasive prose. Or I guess the prose was actually beautiful. The world was abrasive in such a way that it wasn't clear how edgelord versus how like you know the line between what they're doing, which is kind of like. Um, kind of social realism, uh, hard-boiled detective fiction blend uh, versus edgelord shit can be very thin in 2020, right? And the yeah. tone. That's the tone that's what is, I mean. yeah. is all over the place. Totally. Like, I mean, I, if you like gave it an umbrella, it's it's darkly humorous, I think would like, yeah, be absolutely. like the, the, the general description of it. But it's... It is like all like at times like am I la am I supposed to be laughing? What am I laughing? I think there was some what am I laughing I think at? There were, Who? Yes, sure, yes, yeah. It's, yes. it's certainly not, it's certainly not but by sheer volume of text and swings and different ways it can go. Almost inevitably, it's going going to have some misses. There is one I won't. Maybe I'll say for the spoiler cast. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. there was one specific instance in how you treat like the first woman you yeah, run into in your neighbor, dude. which just like it it like just one of my little voice things took over and started calling this woman. Horrible things that did not feel in character. I just didn't yeah, it, yeah. like it. I, it wasn't funny. Um, and also, it's really dense. Like the l lore of the world. Oh, is I just love it. That stuff I fucking love. At you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you do. Um, <laughs> I'm on the other end of it, being like, I wish at times I could highlight text. Yeah, and be like, dude. What? The, um, um, I don't remember um, any. I don't know. And I do think it's meant to be intentionally overwhelming. Pyre. I think the it higher system would be great here. The mouse yes, over yes. text, like like uh, almost like Twine game thing. Anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think it's meant to be overwhelmingly mm-hmm. dense as well. Like it is, it is verbose in a way. There are there are passages where it's describing things about the world that like you have no context for. It's I'm maybe you know for a brain like yours, it clicks a lot faster. For me, I'm just like I, what? Um, I need this well, is like, like part of this get, is like, how high is your encyclopedia skill? Is it too high? Right. Is it not high enough? Um, like for me, one of the things that that there was definitely a moment in the game where I put. So let me just like pause for a second because I there I'm sure everyone's heard people talk about this game at this point, but I just want to reiterate one key thing about the way the game works, yeah. which is you have a set of twenty skills or something like that, uh, and each of them is a voice in your head in your character's head. Each of them is I've seen people describe it as being like a member of your party who will voice who will speak up in certain situations. Um, and some of them seem to be pr- like even if they're like pretty low, they'll speak up a lot. So like even if your rhetoric skill is pretty low, or your you know uh, some basic stuff, or just like here is my volition, my will to live, my will to be, that will speak up whenever it's important. It seems, but certain stuff like encyclopedia will only speak up once you put a certain number of points into it, and that is like your collection of facts about the world. You're an amnesiac about your own life, but something deep in your brain still remembers what Revishal is the the kind of uh, nation that you're in, or, or might still remember about the revolution from 50 years ago. Um, and if that gets to a certain point, that stuff only almost becomes overwhelming. There was a point at which my encyclopedia got so high or I'd, I'd been interested in trivia enough that my my encyclopedia score would like try to butt in like a, like a nerdy trivia hound in a, in my party and just like anytime anyone said anything my my encyclopedia was like I bet you'd like like to know more about that huh and I'm like I calm the fuck down like I don't need to know everything about this obscure disco artist from 25 years ago um, and then it'd be like are you sure and I'd be like. Neo, no, I'm not sure. Tell me that <laughs> no, shit. I gotta yeah. know that shit. Let me know. Get that lore. I gotta get that lore. Um, uh, and and that ends up being for me one of the big victories of the game. Uh, there are some some fantastic sequences uh, in which the different kind of parts of yourself um, end up not not. I don't want to say like they're in conflict, but they offer different perspectives on the events that are out unfolding. Um, and as the game continued, that was a key part of what brought me through that early abrasion, that early friction with a tone that I, I will say the biggest critique I can make of that to the tone of this game is that I think you can tell that this is a game that was being developed over the course of the past decade, or at least over the past five years. There are times when you can really feel pre-2016 leftist energy mm. throughout this whole game. Like it is very 2015 dirtbag left birth of Chapo era. Um, in the, not only because the Chapo, a couple of the Chapo dudes are in it, uh, but also because there is that vibe of. I wrote in the top 10 list, like, this deep dissatisfaction with the world, but beyond that, this feeling of, like, and what is there to be done? Um, and that is where I ended up almost falling back off of it in bits towards the very end of the game where it was really hard for me to see a... I, Patrick, you and I have talked about this in relation to podcasts like Citations Needed or a lot of podcasts on the left where it's, like, the the step of... Uh, including us, honestly. This is a critique I think has been fairly yeah, made to the us. The end then what? The end then what, right? And I don't need every game to be the... <laughs> I certainly don't need one game to be like, and this is it. But what I what I will say is, what I will say is the game, the game's best strength is the way that it goes after centrism. Um, this is a game that like, the lore of this game is fundamentally twice, one about the failing of uh, failings of humanism, and then second, the failing of of the kind of bourgeois in betraying the working class uh, and aligning themselves with a sort of humanist impulse and siding with the capitalists during the last revolution. Like, that is, that is what 
the the two big historic moments of this world have been one 300 years ago, one 50 years ago, and we're fucking stuck in the muck after that. Uh, and I definitely felt like this is a team of writers who could have conceived of some small corner of the world being a place where we saw resistance you could actually like root for. Um, and so that is like the one hanging thing for me that I wish had been in the game. But despite that, what I was overwhelmed with and what ended up being my biggest takeaway was that I don't know that I've ever seen pros in a game communicate a love for a city and a local culture like this um i there are so many, i can't wait to do a spoiler cast i want to call out specific quests and specific things um but i will mm-hmm. i will note one specific one tiny thing that is not even a quest but it's a it's a kind of a light 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 gameplay spoiler which is there's only one check in this game uh, that you have to do everything else. And this is maybe the best, one of the other best qualities of this game is that it's a fail forward game. It's a game in which uh, major plot things will happen and you will fail the dice roll on them and you will keep going forward. The plot will not mm, stop. But then you. Sometimes you get a 2% chance <laughs> yeah. to shoot at a rope with your gun and motherfucker dude check success. Ace, ace is high. <laughs> ace is high. Um, best moment in the game. Uh, but absolutely you, um, you, uh, the only one check in the game that you have to succeed at is shivers, which is the skill uh, about kind of being one with the city around you, having the kind of pulse, the lifeblood of the town uh, in your character. And and this is the thing that, Rob, I want you to play this game just to put all your points in the fucking shivers. Because shiver, like Patrick put more points in the Inland Empire. Uh, uh, Rob put more. I think points. I have. Sh- sh- I have Shivers and Inland Empire, my two highest. All right, ones good. On they're they're two of my faves. Uh, and and Shivers is just the best prose of like the you look out onto this. It's Rob. It's it's you the looking Chandler out. Uh huh. It, well, it's the Chandler stuff, but it's also like me coming out onto the balcony here and being, "Where's Rob? Oh, Rob is outside of the balcony on vi- advice, looking out over the harbor, the Brooklyn Harbor, and soaking in the energy of the city around him." It is a hundred percent that, and it ends up being the most important stat in the game in the in in one sense. I think that ends up being the heart of this game. It's like it's about. Um, understanding the space that you're in and being devoted to the place that you're in. And like, if it is, it is certainly not a pro cop game, despite being a game in which you are a cop. Um, but what it is, is a game about if you're going to evoke change in a local space, in, in, in a space, it has to be done with a with the understanding, the knowledge of what that local space is. It has to come from a place of deep investment. And they back that up by having like the best, the best writing in a game for the last few years, I think. Uh, yeah. come through that through that you know spectrum. Um, mm. I I was kind of blown away by the the quality of uh, attention, the quality of, of writing, and then the attention p- uh, paid to characters who either inter- are introduced as kind of one bit jokes uh, or were um, kind of set up as uh, as working class woman. Yeah, working class. Did you finish that quest? I uh I haven't I have found a certain finish thing the quest. I need finish to go. the quest that is No, but I just yeah, mean yeah, yeah. I know what like, you mean. Characters you don't get a name it's just yeah. working class woman which the game uses as a fucking punchline a couple of times yeah. and then the story goes I, to some should really finish that quest. Places. That quest ends is spectacular. Um that is that was like not a boss fight but the closest thing to being like I cannot <laughs> fuck this up. I cannot fuck this up. Uh, really interesting. I uh, yeah. Have you reload? Have you reloaded any checks? A couple, a couple small things mostly. Okay, mostly All things right. that are like um, 
just uh, you know where I did it the most was. Do you know the 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 place where you saved the body? That build yep. that building has some stuff in it. I was like, I'm just curious. This is not a plot stuff. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah, button, yeah. let me like try some of this stuff out. It's a very easy game to save scum if you want to save scum your way through this thing. But I do, I do. Uh, None of the red like checks I, are the the yeah, ones. So any of yeah. the major any of the major checks, yeah, yeah. like I've 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 stayed committed to. I'm gonna just roll with the action because everyone's incurred. Like like mm-hmm. the game just change. Like it is it is very much about like f- like find your own story in it and it'll it always adapt like it's failure like you said it's, it's just forward it'll just do something a little bit different and so i've tried to embrace that but only when it's like you know like there's there's a there's one goofy check that's you just pick a, <laughs> you pick up a phone and it's like you just get a feeling oh, yeah. about dialing a phone number oh yeah and if you fail the check it's just like nah you just you're just fat fingers just mashed a bunch of buttons and nothing happened but if you get it right you just call like a random number like you just get this feeling about these sets of numbers, <sighs> and you just call a random business, and oh it's just like six, you know, offlines. You have a weird conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just a lot of that. I remember is one of the, uh, without spoiling, like shivers will sometimes do. This happened in when you cross the bridge, but there was like a moment I got where uh, the game informs you. It's just like you walk. I walked by an area, and it said, "You know, you should just come back here when it's snowing," huh. and then you do, and then you get a big like exposition like dump you or you can like learn about the world. Like it's that kind of right. game where it's just like, man, you just get this feeling in your gut. You should come back when it's snowing. And then eventually as you walk around, it may eventually snow and then you come back and some stuff happens. But, uh, yeah, yeah. what a, what a, what a, what a game. It's really um, good. That, it's def- really good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm very, I'm very curious to see how stuff shakes out for your character <clears throat> because I think your mm-hmm. character is distinct from my, despite having some similar points in, in places. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. I refuse to let him gain too much redemption. I, f- oh. I feel like the, this man has uh, his sins need to to, to to weigh heavy. He's still trying to do good, you know. Yeah, He's yeah, out yeah. here, but you're a superstar I've, cop more than anything. Are you? Did you? Did you? I found I found that man's jacket. Uh huh. I don't care if it smelled like vomit. I, I found that jacket. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone else want to want to weigh in on some stuff that they've been playing over the break? Anyone else dive deep into into anything? I played Destiny. Okay, <laughs> how's how's that? Oh, okay, but listen, yeah. it's been a month since yeah. last time we talked about Destiny. Probably. That's true. Probably has Destiny changed? They roll out like holiday stuff. Or? Uh, that's a, yeah. There's a also it's the start of the new season happened. Okay, so they um, wrapped up the kind of starter season for yeah. the new the new yeah. expansion. How's it? What is the new? Thing? The new stuff is. Uh, Back on Mercury with uh, Osiris mm-hmm. uh, and also Saint, Saint Fourteen, 14. Okay, uh, who was lost lost to time in uh, the 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 Infinite Forest and eventually killed. Saint Saint Fourteen is like a Titan who is yeah. super like like a legendary Titan. Yeah, right. Uh, his uh, his helmet was in the first game, right? And like that was kind of the only thing you got, and it's like this great like kind of. Spartan. It's got like the Spartan feathers, and but then the front is like, uh, just like two half spheres almost, basically mm. with a slit down the middle. But one of the half spheres is dented, Great. because like the most famous thing he did is like kill like uh, like some enemy with a, a headbutt. Um, but so this this character has been kind of like through the lore since the beginning of Destiny, and so it was really exciting to see that they're gonna kind of like have him be a character. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
spoilers i guess i don't know it's if you go into that game you'll see now if you open destiny you will see now that titan uh saint 14 is in the tower he's like a new like npc that's just like hanging out does he give quests and Um, stuff yeah yeah he totally gives so is he back from being dead yes you break the time loop and oh like nice you give him back his old shotgun that apparently you gave him the first time too it's, but you haven't done yeah, that yet? Yeah, you haven't yeah, you did like yeah. <laughs> uh and um what it's it's interesting. This is their first like kind of season in their new like season model, um, where they're trying to do some like not just like a new activity that has like quests that are like do this X amount of times or in a certain way, also quest activities that are like we're we're still telling a narrative through this season, uh, which they started with Shadowkeep. And that did that really well. This one, uh, like, I bounced off the first week pretty hard because they do this unfortunate thing where if you go to Osiris and you, gra- you like, check his quests, there's, like, two quests. One of them is, ends up being, like, a kind of grindy, just, like, you're going to get a good gun at the end of this, but, like, you have to do a bunch of different steps. And the other one is the story quests. And they don't... Uh, they don't um, after you do the the first step of the story quest, it basically there's like three there's like four options when you go to Osiris and once you pick one up, the other ones disappear until you finish it, you go back. And so there was like I thought I was like, Am I missing something? Are there not any mm-hmm. story quests this season? They said that they were doing more narrative. Um and then uh I just got like into other games. Uh I finished control. That's the oh, thing nice. I did. When did that happen? Was that over the... Yeah, it must have been. Jesus. Yeah, I don't think you'd finish it by the time no, we did. No, yeah, totally. Fuck. I finished Control. Good huh? Too good ending. It's an... Mm, is it an ending? <laughs> is anything ever ending? Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, let me put it this way. I think uh, the trip to the ashtray maze is an incredible, like, denouement feeling thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. And then the game continues, and then it stops. And it's like to be continued, <laughs> right? And it's very frustrating, right. yeah, it's, but it's, also it's a, very. It's remedy. a season, yeah. It's a season ender, like as right. a, you know. My guess is the best way. Somehow you could just hold off to play this game next fall. It's probably the way to do it. It'll have everything in there. I bet with all that stuff connected with the two big yeah, story expansions, yeah. will make it feel like a more complete experience. I feel like I got the Ashtray Maze like oversold to me a little bit. I was expecting. Oh yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was good, cool. It was but, a yeah. good set. It was, but it's a set piece. Less than mm-hmm. like I expected something else because people kept saying it was right. Like kept typing it up in a way. No, and my object, like the thing that bugged me about the ashtray maze, the sequence really had me. Uh-huh. But then it went on a bit too long. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, like the when when it first unveils itself to you and it begins to feel like you are. Uh, the analogy I used uh, was. It feels like a shooter level made out of a James Bond credit sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> um, with, like, the tricks of perspective and, like, graphic design. Uh-huh. But then it goes on a touch too long. And then at the end, uh, she goes, like, that was awesome. And the moment you do that, <laughs> it's less awesome. The minute, yeah. the, minute yeah. the game, like, high fives itself, I'm like, well, hold on now. <laughs> I mean, it was a good set piece. Yeah, yeah, it was solid. Uh, that the last run though was real rough. Like after the ashtray maze, between that and the end, like I actually probably died the most I've ever died in that game. Right in that ten minute like combat section. Wait, that's where the game explicitly says we're giving you the end game power up. No, 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 no. Right? Before that, 
on the way up. Oh shit! Fuck that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Rob, I remember you being. As, I remember there were towards the end of that game, there were moments when you were like, I don't know if I can do it. Like this, they're asking too fucking much. <laughs> well, to be fair, I had only bit. half my powers. Oh, I forgot. Uh, right. Of course. That's of course. That Literally must have been hell. Wait, what did he not have? The shield. Okay. Right? Wow. Yep. What? And didn't have mind control. Which is huge. Mind control was like was key to my entire strategy. It's like you walk into a room, bzz, bzz, yeah. put up that shield yep. and wait for people to tear themselves apart. Oh my god, yeah. how did you mm. make it past that last? I wouldn't even Jesus. That yeah, that last uh, combat. So I section basically was had too maxed much. out flight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once I did it, it felt awesome. <laughs> like, like once I had sort of like internalized, like, okay, here's the logic of how the sequence is going to uh, play out. And there's a point where, like, it did piss me off because I think it's one of the few times where the game really forces you to change up tactics because usually you always have room to kite around and back away from different enemy types. But here, because you're on this the, se the sequence of raised platforms, suddenly there are just parts of this end game encounter what, what? yeah <laughs> what's up siri did you just hear that i did yeah. is every, everything okay siri what, what just searched what did it is your phone an object of power i just searched logic of how the sequence is going to play out and there's a point where like it did piss me off because I think it's one of the few times the game released before since you have a change of tactics because usually you always have room to kite around and back away from different enemy types but here because you're obviously the sequence of race platforms <laughs> race platforms the sequence of race platforms the GOP the 19, 1968 yeah. to 2020 yeah uh huh feel, I feel like that could be a thought catalog in Disco Elysium as yeah. well yeah uh, uh, platforms it is. I, it is yeah god the point you talk is, to measurehead uh, you're at <laughs> you're at a sequence of of gun battles where for once now you don't have room to just back or back yeah. off and like kite around the arena you have to like kill that kill heavy enemies at a range of like 10 feet yeah and that's, it, I did kind of like the game force that switch up. It was rough, though. It was rough. You got through it. I got through it eventually. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like. <laughs> is really dead? Yes. Is this a spoiler we sure? that we should bleep out? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Mark it. I don't think he's dead. I think he's the breakout character of, 20, uh, of 2019. What's, no one's ever really dead. That's what Pharrell that's, taught me. Right. No one ever That's really what the dies. Christmas season is all about. Yeah. Huh? Wait. No. Wrong holiday. Wrong mm. Christian holiday. That's Easter. Anyways, Destiny's well, like quests are confusing and they're bad. But when you <laughs> actually get into the missions that have Saint Fourteen in them and you go back in time and shit, it's really fun. Saint uh, or uh, Destiny <laughs> Control. Speaking of going over. back in time. <laughs> yeah. You ever wish? Did you ever wish you could go back? Did you ever wish you could rewind time? Um, God. Anyone else uh, put any time into anything over the over the break? Besides, like TV no. shows, because that's that was my big yeah. thing. Uh, like halfway through that new expanse season, I just got to season four. I like I'd been back. I was I was had watched season one and then fell off all the way uh -huh. because of getting busy. And so I watched two and three over the break. Nice. I watched all of Watchmen over the break, um, and I watched 
something else. Movies. Thumbs thumb thumbs up or thumbs down on Watchmen. Thumbs middle on Watchmen. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm like right. uh, uh we should do we should do a waypoints about them. Um saw Star Wars, don't want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, well, well, well secretly. <laughs> but I secretly want to talk a lot about it. But I yeah. want to finish Mandalorian before I talk about Star Wars because we sure. have a larger Star Wars talk. Hmm. Um, we should take a break and when we come back, we can talk about some other things. I know, Rob, you, you told me a game you played that was not a new release that I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on. Uh, oh, shocking. And I would also like to talk some more about Final Fantasy. So we'll come back. We'll take a break. <laughs> wow, the, mi- the middle finger over the camera. I'm excited <laughs> about it. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Patrick, talk. Yeah, 10987657. He's still pretty quiet to me, man. But I can't. Yeah, let me. I'll, okay, I'll, it was at ninety-five. Then I went to fifty. Let's go to seventies. Tend to be good. Yeah. yeah. Is that good? Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the like middle is usually the place to be. I feel like that's a good. <laughs> there is a. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I turned down like because the way like thought catalogs unlock in disco is like sometimes you can just it's like a skill check that turns into you make yeah, a, you, yeah, like, yeah. you make a choice. But there are time there wasn't there a centrist. Oh, one dude. that pops up. Yes, a, a good yes. Uh, the, that is like one of the core things of the fourth. There are kind of four main things: it's communism, fascism, moralism, right. which is centrism, and then uh, whatever they're like full-on laissez-faire capitalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. The moral intern is the centrist. The centrist one, like that, is the thing about Disco Elysium. Is like like our world. The centrist one. The third wave <laughs> paved over everything else. <laughs> Yeah, but I just think it's fascinating where it's like in, in most games you want to accrue all of the skills that you can equip. Oh, right. In this game, you actively can turn down getting yes. what would turn into a skill. Like there's another – there seems to be no plot consequence for a thought catalog equip. But in a sense, you're saying like, yeah, cool, centrism is fine. Like, yep, give me that plus, give me that plus whatever, whatever. Well, as a result of that. The thing that's interesting is there's kind of two steps because there is unlocking a thought will open up new dialogue options along that thought's path, even if you don't equip the thought. But equipping huh. the uh. thought gives you bonuses. So, for instance, I got the apocalypse. So you agreed to the centrism one? No, or you turned it down. I turned it down. Okay, absolutely right. not. Okay. Uh, okay. So, okay. I, you know what? I don't even think I got the set. Um, you know what? I did. I got I got the centrism one because I wore the centrism pants for a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like ba- like beige pants, like very normy pants. <laughs> and there's a point at which it was like, you know what? You just you kind of just want to be a normal guy. You just kind of these pants are making you feel like maybe the right thing is right in the middle uh, between everything else. I don't want to be clear. Like, this is a game where your tie talks to you a lot. If you have on the Inland Empire mm-hmm. yeah. weird tie, that t- Patrick wear that tie. As someone who's going towards Inland Empire, Kata, you're playing this game. Wear yeah. that tie. That tie. I'm wearing that tie. That, that tie is already talking. That tie to me. will. That tie. That tie saved a friend's life. Wow. Is what I will say. I've had to like Shit. tuck it away a couple 100%. times. 100%. Like, yeah. I'm wearing here. the bow tie. I, I think the bow, yeah. uh, the bow tie that I got 
added drama, and I am, I am, I want drama in this I game. Wore that, I, I like, I wore that bow tie, which is not actually what the drama perk does. It mostly just allows you to be like, you're fucking lying, like, or, <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, there was a there was a one with like. Try to whistle. <laughs> like, oh, did you did you failed, fail that? No, the skill check. that was a great scene. If you pass it, that's a great scene. <laughs> no. I bet it's funny anyway. even if you do fail it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wore sorry. that bow tie. I wore a very Wait, ridiculous the bow tie outfit. Or the necktie. The bow tie is the drama one that that okay, Patrick was okay. talking about. The necktie, the necktie is the ugly. That's a beautiful tie. It's a painted. It's a listen. That tie. No, I think it's called. Ugly tie, ugly something necktie. Is it the first? It's the first. It's one. the first one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's on like the, it, yeah, it's, the, it's called yeah. like ugly blah blah blah. It's a beautiful tie that is my friend. Good, great. So, so there's that. <laughs> anyway, Rob Zachney, what did you spend your time your time off playing? What talk to me about video games that you think are? So I actually don't know where you came down on this. So I can't even really throw to you cleanly. Well, I mean, first of all, it, like to be clear, I was away from all my games for like a, a week and a half. Yeah. Mm. So it's not like I only played this game. It's just when I came home, I had a little hankering. I had a yen, <laughs> let's say. And that was for Batman Arkham Asylum, uh, which is on Game Pass right now, along with Arkham oh, City. Of course. Yeah. Ah. And I think this has been sort of percolating in the back of my mind because I played uh, Arkham Knight. Not that long ago. And I was just kept getting struck by like, this feels so different from what I remember really liking about that series. Um, and I want to revisit whether Arkham Asylum was as good as I remembered it being. And to see whether I was correct in that, the move to an open world thing that happens with Arkham City and then the just feature creep that sort of defines Arkham Knight whether I was sort of correct in arguing that before all that stuff got introduced, it was just a better game. And I think the answer is yes. Um, but I think it's even more subtle than that. I, I wanted to play kind of a, you know, I don't know. It's one of those uh, good like winter vacation games, yeah. right? Where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, protagonist locked in a creepy old mansion, right? It's like the video game equivalent of like an Agatha Christie it, in totally. some ways, uh, right? Agatha it's like, Christie, ooh, here's the gothic. Or a certain style of like horror movie where like, yeah. like, like not like a Disney horror movie. Do you know what I mean? Like a very, yes. Uh, like, like, and honestly, what I actually mean is not a horror movie at all. What I mean is uh, a theme park attraction, like a, like a, what's the big one? What's the big horror theme one at Disney World? Haunted, Haunted Mansion? Mansion. Haunted Mansion. It's basically Haunted Mansion, but you get to hang by the rafters and beat up Killer Croc a few <laughs> times. A few too many times, maybe. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. No, he's way too he's way too easy. Um Yeah, no. I think I was really struck by how much more grounded the game feels. I think the nice thing that Arkham Asylum has going for it is that the whole idea in the Batman series is that Arkham is already kind of a heightened, bizarre, gothic location within yeah. Gotham, even by the standards of that world. And I think what that means is that in other versions of like imagining Gotham City, it can still look mostly like a normal city, right? Like 
it becomes more and more preposterous as you begin playing up that like Gotham is this fallen metropolis. Just, you know, the streets are rife with crime. You can't take two steps out your door without getting like killed by the Riddler or something like that. <laughs> um, and everything it's always raining and there's always like gargoyles on everything. But on Arkham Island, that all makes kind of sense, right? It's this creepy cursed mansion that's been converted into like a 19th century bedlam uh, and then has had all the, and in this version, has had all the sort of accoutrement of like federal supermax layered on top of that. uh, And that becomes the stage for Arkham Asylum. And I think what I dug about this is it doesn't feel all that exaggerated when I played this first game. It, it it feels like, okay, this is a cool Batman adventure, but it doesn't have the uh, sort of all of these sliders cranked up to 10 feeling of later Batman games where, and I think this is the arc a lot of movies followed as well, right? That the, the Tim Burton Batmans mm-hmm. keep pushing up like, what does Gotham feel like? It needs to feel even more uh, fantastical. And that gives right. us, you know, the Joel Schumacher version. Yeah, exactly. Which just, yeah. You have to go, th- and I you have to this- go from lights in the fog. And if you keep turning the light up, eventually you get to neon lights, right? Like that is the, yes. and then you get to neon yes. lights as, then you get, first you get to neon lights in the background, then you get to neon lights as the characters, right? Like it's, it's, it keeps displacing the sort of, um, whatever was flare once becomes uniform second, right? Uh, and that is, I think. Yeah. And I think that's, that's it exactly. Like this first game, when, when that's sort of lighting, like when Ivy takes over the island mm, and everything mm-hmm. becomes like sort of lurid and like lush and tropical and the lighting all changes, it feels like, oh shit, like the entire environment has been transformed by this one character. But prior to that, it's all like institutional, like floodlights and arc lighting. It's all, you know, uh, grimy institutional floors, hard metal, uh, security gates, etc. And it's a pretty grim and dismal environment that's been clearly retrofitted onto an old gothic mansion. And I don't think... I think the games that followed in the series all started to feel like Gotham was in that second or third phase that you were talking about, right? Where, where the flair has become uniform. Yeah. And I think that also follows from just the story that is told here. Like the first few hours of Arkham Asylum are great. Like what? A, like genuinely, it is a really cool series of. I'd forgotten how much of this game is just things going haywire while Batman is belatedly trying to react to it. What is the catalyst the, of this game again? Like, what is the thing that brings you to? Because it has been five years since I played this game, probably. Aren't you slow walking Joker, right? Is that yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It it opens on uh you've just you've just captured Joker and brought him back to Arkham, but Batman is like he turned himself in. It was too easy. This right. clearly right, wasn't right, his right. real plan. I'm going to see him into uh into the prison. And before you can get him into uh you know secure custody, obviously he stages his escape. And then all hell breaks loose. But what I had forgotten is that in my head, I was like, okay, the, the, the game opens with Joker taking over the asylum. And then the rest of it is you resting control back. That's actually not the arc. It is like the first three or four hours of this game is Batman c- c- like trying to and failing to 
catch up with what is happening. So the first three or four hours of this game, like the first hour is, okay, we're in the middle of an escape attempt. There's all these Arkham guards wandering around like, uh, what is going on? Right. Like I hear shooting, uh, like half my team is dead. What, what am I supposed to do? And everyone you meet, Batman keeps being like, stay safe, <laughs> remain hidden. I'll take care of this. The Joker's mine. And then you go off into a new location and do Batman shit. And then oh, you come me. out. I think you mean the Golden Globe award winning Joker is mine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Did it? Yeah. I tuned no, that out. No, uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix won for best actor. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he's very good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but Please say that in your Batman the, voice. The, the, uh, <laughs> he's very good. There we go. Uh, but. Every He's time you to come his dog. out from <laughs> yeah. one of those adventures, you discover that, like, oh, in the time Batman has been off putting out this fire, right. another wave of guards and hospital staff have been murdered and, like, <laughs> strung up. And, like, more of the prison. Like, it's like, oh, wow, everybody's dead. And now there's, like, Blackgate goons taking over the grounds of the mansion. Two hours later, you come back. The black gay goons have now cracked open the armory right. and are wearing prison equipment. Like they're in the watchtowers. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like three or four hours of Batman being like, I've got this. And like goes off and like tunnel visions on his next objective, comes back and everybody he saved, everyone he was like, you're safe now. Just stay here. Everyone is fucking dead. And the other thing I kind of like about this this game is that the other thing I'd I'd sort of forgotten is how much it really does exaggerate the degree to which Batman is a fundamentally fundamentally oblivious character. And this is part of the the what has become like kind of a cliche critique of Batman, right? Which is that he treats symptoms, but he is completely blind to causes. Uh, he's completely reactionary. Uh, as opposed to addressing like systemic issues, this is the problem with the character. But in Microcosm and Arkham Asylum, what is happening is he gets there and he can't figure out what the Joker's up to. What could his plan be? Damn, why did the Joker want to get back to Arkham? And on the PA address system in Arkham are ads for Arkham's new like uh, like mental health clinics and workshops you can send your kid to to be evaluated. Um, but then they have interviews with the staff and sort of the mad scientist character who's really key to the Joker's plans is just talking on the background in like, uh, you know, a PR video about, yeah, so we've been doing a lot of, uh, Yosef Mengele style experiments. Like you do. And we have, and we have discovered a way to, uh, cure criminal insanity with a super drug uh, that basically takes over people's minds and makes them compliant. And uh, that's going to be the future of healthcare at Arkham. Thumbs up. And Batman like has not noticed this. Like think about how often he's bringing people back to Arkham, you know, Riddler escaped again back to Arkham <laughs> with you. And for the last six months, it's been Arkham is taken over by this crew of mad scientists and like, uh, empty suits who have basically been creating super drugs, experimenting on prisoners and have basically created everything that like Joker might want to kill all of Gotham and create an army of super soldiers. And this is the first moment, only because the Joker took over Arkham, that Batman has paused long enough at Arkham to be like, hey, 
fuck's going on around here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's like, it's like literally all you had to do was just like stop and like watch the things they were putting out. And you'd realize like, oh, this place is going off the rails. <laughs> but that is not Batman's no. strong suit, shall we say. No, not so much. Um, <laughs> you're reminding me that on, on top of watching the Watchmen show, I ended up going back and reading that this most recent 12 issue run, uh, Doomsday Clock, which is the Watchmen DC crossover, um, which has some, which has a lot of Batman in it. And man, good Batman is real good. Bad Batman is rough. Uh, I will say this. I like the Watchmen TV show quite a bit more than I liked the DC Watchmen universe crossover stuff that just happened, which is like... Was it like amped up Frank Miller Batman? No, no. It's just like... It's just like makes bad... Smartest man in the world, except for when we need him to make terrible decisions. And jump to conclusions, mm. and you know what I mean? Which, that happens in Batman stories a, a lot, because you need to have conflict. Um, but but there are some decisions made by that character that I was like, this is not not my Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, which is which ends up being, like, that's not literally a twist in the story, but the, the, um, the intrinsic nature of the DC universe to change over time and kind of contort itself around narratives is... A, key point of that story which is weird i don't love i off my cot is like giving me some inquisitive looks i will tell you some of the fucking stuff yeah from that that story it's very weird and not like a what if the doomsday clock series for for dc is like this is it's it's In. what sets up the next big continuity change wow it's not that seems terrible dude that it's rough terrible. it's like Go do your fanfic, like, off well, to Well, and it's Jeff side. Johns who wrote it, who is, like, not a bad comics writer, no. but it's, right. like, a rough... Uh, it was just not... I did not like it very much. The one... <laughs> the, there's, like, one interesting thing about the meta narrative that it, like, just starts to touch on, and then it ends up going a, a little bit... It ends up being the most... Eh, I'll, I will, let's when we talk about Watchmen the mo- the show at some point I will, yeah, I will can bring, I'll that, bring in. that in we'll and talk about the, the full spoilers because yeah. I actually like one of my one of my issues with both is is Doctor Manhattan stuff but we'll talk about that when we when we talk about that um, well, it's DC's weird because it always feels like they try to sync up the timeline and be like ah universe tying events and then once that dies down it's like okay here's the spin off stuff that all the characters are going off in their directions and now the interesting stuff can happen. Uh, but it does sort of create this really circular vibe to a yeah. lot of the DC universe, yeah. uh, where it's like, oh, we're we're you know flipping that script again, and we're we're rebooting yet again. Yeah, totally. Uh, one of the core concerns of that comic. So again, we'll talk about it when we when we do a waypoints or we yeah. can catch up on some TV and some other stuff. Um, but I'll just say, yeah. it's a good game. It's still Austin. a good game. Did you wrap it? Did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Nice. I did. Uh, like, I think the first like uh, three quarters of that game are, are terrific. At the end of the game, it turns into boss fight mania, and that's mm. basically what yeah. it has for Denouement. Is it's run out of ways to change up the sort of conventional encounter design. It's basically it's basically exhausted its possibilities for that stuff, mm-hmm. and so what it goes to is what if you have giant punch-up brawls with multiple boss characters all at once, and we just did that for uh, the last hour of the game. And that's not terribly interesting, and also in part because 
video games tend to... The video game version of the Joker's final evil plot is what you get in Arkham Asylum, which is the Joker gets all jacked up on super steroids. <laughs> and it's just the Joker. But he's called Venom. But he big. He big. He Venom Venom Joker. <laughs> Venom Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid yeah, 5. Yeah, he's just enormous. And Venom Joker. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he is. Yeah, and it's like. It is the goofiest shit. It is the most that uh, Path of Neo style well it's a video game so yes. let's fucking turn it to 11 because i'm yep. more restrained we know this doesn't work yeah. but eh, yeah here we go yeah and, th- and that's very much what happens here at the end and it's and i think this is probably sort of a, f- a foreshadowing of maybe what goes wrong with the series is yeah i think this first game is is okay being a video game version of a good two-part episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. It's written by Paul Dini, who was, you know, story lead on uh, the Animated Series. And it has that feel. Mm. But at the end of the game, it's got to raise the stakes. And every game that follows is like, okay, uh, so we started with Giant Joker last time. Uh, <laughs> where, do we, where do we go? All of Arkham that? City's a prison. Holy yeah. shit, right? Uh-huh. Mind-blowing. Although, again, you know, events overtaking games at a certain point, like... I think a decade ago, I was like, the people of Arkham seriously just turned their society into an open air prison where they just created like a cast of prisoners that they just abandoned to their fate. Well, that would never happen. And not now in I'm my like, America. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. I wish they. I wish they'd found more boxes to put Batman in because that's part of the strength of that first game is that yes. it's a pretty tightly contained, uh, constrained space and they find ways to make the equivalent of that and like you know you go You're into in, a place yeah. and then it's controlled there but there's a there was a beauty and elegance to just being Arkham Asylum and I wish they had found I understand the draw that they're like let's do the whole city I think the draw of that was like not nearly the, well, the negative effects of building city. the city out. It's a bad city. They yeah. didn't simulate anything. No. Right? So like they didn't go the far Spider-Man enough with the version of that game would have been great. Do you know what I mean? The version of that game where I'm in Gotham and am doing Batman shit in the open world would be great. But instead, I'm just kind of like grappling, grappling, hooking, grapple hooking to like uh, uh, fights that I can have or solving riddle or puzzles, but it never feels like a city. It never feels alive. It doesn't feel, I, I wrote this piece for, for giant bomb years ago. That was like the thing that I want most. The thing about, about Batman is that he loves Gotham city. He has a very high shivers score uh, and, <laughs> and has this deep connection to Gotham. And that is part of, and like, you know, we're bracketing away the bits in which I think as a billionaire, blah, 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 blah. But, but that deep connection is what, is what you have to sell that deep connection by showing the city and my favorite Batman comics, my favorite Batman animated TV uh, show uh, or series uh, episodes do this. There's like small stories about a city that is a real city that is alive where the people aren't just like all hiding in their apartments or where the city hasn't been like blocked off and turned into a prison. That stuff is actually really effective. And I think there's a way to do that as an open world game that is fantastic. And instead, what we got were what you're saying, these little boxes that you could go to. The Mr. You know, Penguin has taken over this club. Mr. Freeze has frozen yep. the police station, whatever. And then in between is just like, I mean, those are literally the things. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, <laughs> and then in between, it's just like not random encounters even because it doesn't feel random. It's just it's just like here's an arena. Here's an, uh, an arena challenge, except it's in a city street. Here's a race. Through it's the sky. incidental. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's part of like what would even be a natural consequence of the city if you just like 
set aside the high concept being patently absurd. Right. It, even in that context, they I, I never because the thing is they do it, they eventually do. I mean, Arkham Knight and Arkham Origins are both games in which you're in Gotham and it's not a big prison. It's just there's a for some reason no one is out and about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the lack of civilians. Yeah, Origins does the Max Payne thing where it's like it's the worst Blizzard in a hundred years. Yeah. And so <laughs> as we all know, Blizzard rules means there's no law, only vigilantes oh, yeah, and criminals. It's the purge and. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Arkham Knight is the Arkham uh, Scarecrow has given the city what three days to evacuate, yeah. right. and so everyone's yes. just like, yes. "I'm gone." Peace. Which by Arkham Knight, I would I would no longer. No one would live in the city. Right. Like, that cool. is that is the other thing is no one but would live in this fucking property? town. <laughs> huh? Say it again. Well. <laughs> Yeah, who's who going yeah. to buy property in Arkham? Right? In Gotham. In Gotham. Never. Never yeah. in my fucking life. I don't. If Vice had called me four years ago or whatever, Giant Bomber called me five years ago when I was up in Canada. And they're like, uh, hey, we got an opening. We're here in Gotham. Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to change industries. I'm not trying to make it in games journals. I don't have to live in the town that fucking Scarecrow gasses every three months. Peace. <laughs> not worth it. Also, the rent is what? Uh, no. <laughs> never in my life. You don't think New York exists in this world. <laughs> in the world that Gotham City How exists. How have we not had a gentrification arc in Gotham in in Batman? I, there yet. must have. There definitely we're like, is. We're right? like Lex yeah, Luthor is just taking been. over distressed real estate. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, because I mean, I think that yes. that's happened. But, in, uh, that has to have happened in the animated series, even right. We're like, oh, Bruce Wayne donates a lot of money to this like homeless shelter, but the mob is going to try to move in and turn it all into condos or something, and then he punches someone, and that saves the day because that's how economic change happens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sure he donated a lot of money. <laughs> over time, got like the the thing about Batman and Gotham. I think this is true of a lot of like stuff that toes the line with heroism with a dose of grimdark is that eventually you have to get to what Morgan Freeman says at the end of seven, right? Where he comes, he comes around the conclusion that, uh, what's the, what's the exact line? Fuck. I'm botching it now. Uh, but basically the, the, the world will break everyone. The, the world, it's not the Hemingway quote, but it's a variant of it, uh, where he says the world is worth fighting for basically. And I think if you push this, if you push things far enough in that grimdark direction, eventually you end up with a setting that is so nihilist that the possibility for heroism and meaningful action kind of disappears because there is no point in fighting for it anymore because it always just goes to shit so quickly and so fast and everyone in a society is so broken and debased by it uh, that all your good intentions are instantly for naught. And I think that is where you have to be careful with characters like Batman and settings like Gotham, Mm -hmm. which is that eventually you need to create the possibility for some sort of positive change. And it doesn't have to be lasting change, but it has to be like meaningful, positive impact in the world. And I think over the course of the Arkham games, what you get, what you start, the, the vibe you start to pick up is like, man, Bruce, I don't know if this is worth it. (laughs) This seems, you know, I'll bet, you know, I'll bet Clark could use some help up in Metropolis. Yeah, that place seems... I mean, that place like, has its issues, but they're not turning the whole thing into a prison. You know? Yeah. I would rather be destroyed by yeah, Metal- like, Metallo anyway. Hugo Strange won a referendum to turn the city into a prison. <laughs> right. That's pretty People fucked. voted. <laughs> they campaigned on that. Hugo Strange, you say? Yeah. He's got some good ideas. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyway... 
Arkham Arkham Asylum still holds up. That's good to know. I'm glad. That's a relief in some ways, you know. <laughs> um, cool. Uh Kyle, did you play anything else? Patrick, anyone else? Touch hey, anything? Anyone before? watch The Witcher? Not yet. No. I need to again. Expanse and Watchmen were my big TV shows. Have you? Are you uh, on it? Are you? I watched it? the fur. I like put a. I read some of the reviews. Put a finger to the wind. I gotta be so careful with like. Is this going to be like a, a a Katie and I show or is this like right. a me show? And like I was like, I'll watch the first episode and then I'll like get a sense of it. Um, she's not big on fantasy anyway. And so it'd be like a big lift to even just yeah, say like, yeah. let's watch this video game show. And she just would just the eyes would roll to the back of her head um, and watch the first episode. and like did not. I think uh, uh, Henry Cavill, 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 Cavill? I don't know. Henry Cavill. I don't, he nails it. Like he's terrific. Like the, it's it's great. Like his gravelly voice is feels echoes the character, but without um, feeling like he's doing like a shitty imitation. But the the storytelling, everyone. I guess I tweeted that I didn't like it, and people were saying like, "Oh yeah, it it's doing a specific narrative thing that will make more sense as it goes along." It's like great, but that makes for like a really crummy first episode. Mm. Um, there's like a bunch of intersecting plot lines that are. I don't want to spoil anything, but like there's a specific, I was fine with being spoiled. She was like, I have a sense of like, why, why I don't, I don't know. It was fine. I'm going to keep watching it because I think actually he's good enough that I just want to see like what he does. Like he, he fights good as hell. He looks good as hell. And he, he carries himself with uh, a gravitas that I'm, I'm enjoying. Also, he's like such a fucking nerd. Like I did not yeah, realize like yeah. how big, like there was some, I saw some clip recently that was uh Someone interviewed him and, and said, uh, uh, you know, PS4 or Xbox? And he goes, bro, PC. And I was just like cracking up. Uh, but it's just, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like to be able to like live your, he like, he like grew up playing games, like got into the Witcher comics or the, the, the novels the before novels, they were even yeah. a book series. And like, that's, that's cool as hell. So, you know, it, it seems fine. But see, people say it gets like decently good towards the end. And I got to hear what this fucking song is. Everybody's talking about the with. fucking song. I've heard the song. And I refuse I to look it, it up. Is I, it I don't want to. I... You should watch Austin. Okay. I'm not saying shit. All right. You said. Oh. You said I've heard the song. That's <laughs> all. Is it catchy? <laughs> I've heard the song. Wow. All right. Hmm. How? Uh, okay. You may, well, you, you had, would know. I'm I want to sure know how far it is. You ha- I have no idea. Yeah. It's just because I just mm-hmm. looked it up and like out of context. And also you've to understand I'm like a fucking spoil sport. Like I'm not here for fun. Fuck out of here! <laughs> I'm out here. I'm watching AGDQ right now. Not right now, but uh, you know it's it's on. And Honk is the big meme this year, and it's mm. killing me because I'm such a downer. Aww. it's just like you know Orb. You remember Orb? Orb. Orb. Yeah. I like it was okay. Partially because I think the word Orb is fun. Yeah. But this year because of <laughs> Goose Game, it's Honk, Honk, and it's just killing me. It's just <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't. And Wait, are people doing it or are the chats yeah. doing it? The people, I mean both. both. But like people are. It's like the yell from Honk. the back of the room. Like that's we're gonna, bad. We're gonna Whatever. donate. I was like, yeah, chat. Chat's yeah. always terrible, but uh, the people should know. Orb better. has a roundness to it. It brings you in. Orb, like great sound. Orb. Honk is specifically specifically abrasive and aggressive and. You know, ugh. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Bad sound. Turn it down a little bit. Anyway. Uh, oh, one last thing, because uh, I played it this morning, and I'm going to write about it, but I want to shout it out here on the podcast because there were probably some people that uh, just listened to the podcast. I'm trying to load up the level. Uh, Kato, you watched me play this. I'm going to- I'm oh, going that to Zelda s- level. Yeah, I'm going to- yeah. I'm trying to get to the to the letter code. Oh, uh, when did I start playing this? 
Um, I'll find that as I describe it. So I'm going to spoil the trick if you don't want to know the trick because the trick is such a delight a and is trick. very key uh, to, to how it works. Um, is there a name but, to this um, level or anything? I'm trying to find that. I'm like oh, scrolling okay. through uh, the... Uh, Kato, if I send you this... Uh, if I describe it, can you kind of scrub through this to see if you can find the level code? Yeah, so yeah. I, can, I will put it in our... Um, chat anyway um it's it's a it's a state so link launched on in on mario maker 2 back in december um and one of the like quirks of it is that you can't just like assign players to be link it's a a power up that you pick up and so if you are link and then you get hit you turn into mario and levels will accommodate for that you can you know have pipes like shoot them out so you can Never not be Link if you choose to, so it's not like a level becomes unbeatable. Um, there are accommodations for for that, um, but uh, so but you t- typically there's been you know this is early days, but like I've seen some levels where it's like, hey, I've designed uh, I've designed a level with two paths, and you can one path is Mario, the other path is Link, or like one section is Mario, one section is Link. Um, this level you you load into it and it drops a sword onto you immediately, like boom, you're Link, and it's like oh okay, like. I'm playing a link stage. And so there it's, you're trying to overcome three tests of wisdom, uh, wisdom, power and courage, you know, the three parts of the Triforce um, so that you can get through the area. And like, there are different sort of like tricks that are set up um, in each of these areas. And it's kind of a trolley level where like sometimes the indicators on screen are suggesting to do something on uh, the right way. And it's not actually uh, the case. And so it's like, Oh, okay. It's one of these levels where I got to like, figure out what to do and, and go forward. And it's it's clever enough in, in, in that regard. And then you get through <clears throat> courage, uh, uh, wisdom, and power, and you get to like, ba-boom, like this, I'm headed to the exit room. And you head to the exit room, and all of us, as you're descending down like a, like a hole, um, there is text on the screen that says, uh, don't be Link. And all of a sudden you're like, excuse, excuse me? And then as it turns out, you are supposed to hold right, not pick up the sword that dro- the game purposely drops in you at the beginning. And you there's a whole separate way to go through the level purely as Mario that is like a, uh, a like opposite of like what you were doing as Link. And the level is just built that in in a hidden capacity that you would have no I- an indication mm-hmm. that that's like, there's no there are no telltale signs that's like hey like this is what you do with Mario it's like every gimmick is set up with like ah use the shield to like block this uh uh this rock and like turn this so that opens up a an area it's just it's so cleverly it's doing a lot of things outside the player's field of view to set up this like very funny joke at the end and then as you go through it's just like moment after moment you're like. But how would you even do this as Mario? And then, of course, the game, or the level has an answer for that. And it's just, it's it's very, very uh, clever. Uh, do you have any luck finding it, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the do you want to just read it? Leg- uh, laws, Twol, T-W-O-L-L dash light princess. Twol light princess? Troll is the name of the... Okay. The number of somebody who wants to go look it up The is... PW90846LG. Uh, oh, and I should say, like, the, the big payoff at the end is that when you go through as Mario mm-hmm. and you finish it, 
then you earn the try you earn the sword at the end <laughs> because you actually went through trials uh. of, of of power courage and wisdom because each one like is playing with a different sort of mechanic and so it's like yeah you don't just get that sword at the beginning like you've got to actually you gotta earn, earn that it. and at the end you get it and then the level ends it's just it, extremely very good. extremely good. clever um let me briefly update people on my journey through <laughs> final, <laughs> final fantasy 14 i got a sense of finality from reading your uh, game of the year write up not yet. Uh, in fact, I wrote that before. I like play. I probably played another twenty hours between writing that, wow. that update and now. Uh, so no. Uh, uh, but finality. I, I'm reaching a point where I would be comfortable getting off the train. Um, so okay. Uh, I blew through Heaven's Word compared to so Heaven's Word was the first big expansion of the game. Mm. Um, it had been really hyped up to me uh, in terms of like uh, this. You know, there's a lot of you, you've been through this with something in your life when someone says like, all right, just get through the first three episodes, just get through the first season, just get through the first two seasons, just get through, get, get to hour twenty, get to hour fifty, then it's good. From I promise, get through the first twelve chapters and then it gets good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Heaven's Word was like the de facto one of those for Final Fantasy XIV for me. Um, or people were basically like, you know, you're going to get through A Realm Reborn. That's going to be like, you know, podcast, you know, game. Yeah. Then the patches are going to be your test, your breaking point. The patches being from the end of 2.0 to 2.5. These updates, 100 quests, that many of which are bad. Some of which are really good. But but maybe you'll maybe somewhere in there you'll be like oh I, I'm I'm on board but you will be on board by the time you get like at in Heaven's Word you will be on board. Um, Heaven's Word is interesting and it's better. It's so much better than a Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mentioned this the start of this uh, uh, on a past episode, but like by the end of that series of 2.0 patches by 2.5 and 2.55, uh, they've gotten so much better at just telling a story, having characters who have clear motivations about focusing the camera on those characters, about animation, like having characters that animate well and, and in making the voice acting a little bit stronger and being more willing to go to kind of like push... Uh, the stakes in terms of narrative stuff. Um, and and that carries into Heaven's Word. And I've said this before, but it opens up with like some great narration that is like a retrospective, you know, uh, it's like reading the memoir of, of, of an NPC in this world who is like, and then the warrior of light came to our town and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, who could imagine what would happen next? Uh, and Heaven's Word is interesting. It is a story about uh, this this city, uh, this this nation called Ishgard, which has beef with dragons, uh, like like ancestral historical you know beef from hundreds of and years generational ago, generational beef, generational like deep generational beef. Um, uh, that is is also a kind of very um, stratified nation of kind of a, a, a higher like a no, four noble houses and then countless kind of peasants below them who are you know the ones who are d- doing what is necessary for there to be a nation <laughs> uh, uh, and that is something the game is interested in it's like very much interested in how those class dynamics got got made uh, and that stuff is pretty interesting and the, the bulk of the game is basically the bulk of the story is the there is a dragon who wants to come destroy everything who's like getting ready to come bust shit up uh, and you are trying to forge a way forward to stop that from happening, but also to maybe end it peacefully. And all, all along, you're kind of like traveling with a couple of, of, of different major characters. Um, you end up having, there's a, a pretty strong middle of this of this uh, arc where you're basically traveling with uh, one character who has like devoted his whole life to becoming the premier dragoon, the premier dragon killer. And you're mm-hmm. also working with this woman who has led kind of pr- pro dragon, 
dragon radicals uh, uh, who has believes she has knowledge about the secret history of the past and like why this war escalated to begin with. And that group and also Alphano is there and he still sucks. Uh, in fact, he sucks more now that he sucks less. Like that is actually the most disappointing thing is that towards the end of, of the, the pre heavens word stuff, uh, this little shit who, uh, thought he was the king of the universe and thought he could do anything kind of gets put in his place because he realizes you can't just like friendship your way through politics. You can't just like make the world be good together because you got a bunch of Kings to say, like, we'll be cool that in fact there are other interests that are not just the people at the table uh, and then they do nothing with him in Heaven's Word and I get like it's a downbeat but like they make him central instead of making other more interesting characters central and he's just kind of there and, and like I want to do better and like okay that's a fine thing to do but you're not a character yet <laughs> right someone should write you yeah. um, The but those other two characters are interesting and their arc is pretty cool and like it's 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 fine is the problem is that it had been so overhyped to me in terms of like where that story goes and the big beats and the two things I ran into that are really difficult for me. One is just it, it still is the sort of high fantasy stuff that's kind of rough for me at, mm. at times, whereas there have been other bits in this main story that don't. Like, I just don't, I'm never going to be a person who cares about dragons. There's like one cool dragon that I kind of like and the arc of, of that character is kind of cool. But the bulk of it's like, I'm just not going to care about them. Uh, whereas like the stuff that was happening in, in kind of some of the stuff in the patches around, you know, an internal conflict in one of the desert cities, really, or like Ulda, really fascinating. Some of the stuff that happens in uh, Limsa Laminsa, all that stuff has an interesting history and like mm-hmm. cool, you know, factional politics. And yeah, you know, it's a history of it's like a pirate nation. Like that's going to be dope. Um, but but the the dragons have just didn't work for me, even with even with a very suspicious anti dragon pope. Um, uh, and I think that stuff wraps up okay. Um, but the second thing that it that it it, it kind of like bummed me out, and, and I think this speaks mostly to its struggles telling a story as an MMO, is because it's an MMO. Well, that's not fair because it's the type of MMO it is. It doesn't ever give you the chance to make real choices with your character or to author your character in any way, nor does it do the thing that a traditional single-player Final Fantasy game does, which is author a character for you. The Warrior of Light, your character, is really a blank canvas, except for when they need him to, uh, for me, him, uh, they need them to make choices that are big dramatic things like, okay, now it's time to go kill this dragon. And I'm sitting here like my warrior of light would not be part of this. Like based on the way I've envisioned this character for the last 150 hours. And I've had lots of room to envision him because they haven't done anything because he's been such a blank canvas to suddenly be like, all right, I'm going to go do this thing felt like a weird betrayal of the character I'd been playing. And that wouldn't have been the case if it was a final fantasy game where that main character could have spoken lines and could have been a person (laughs) where his interiority could have been expressed and vocalized. Um, You know, when, when uh, a character in a final fantasy game decides to go do something dramatic uh, there's discussion about the real discussion about it, not just the NPCs around that hero making that discussion. And so having that not be there really hurt that expansion for me uh, in some ways. I'm I'm in the patches of Heaven's Word now, and I'm going to finish those for sure. Like that is the thing that I'm definitely going to do um, because it wraps up pretty nicely. I had a I had an incredible. The, there's like a final dungeon and then a final like boss fight after the dungeon. That final dungeon was not only sick, but also I had what felt like a canonical party. Like it was like huh. random pickup group, you know, just like queued yeah. for the for the fight. But we were just like 
we were clicking. Like we were like, nice. you know, best you, the best years of the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? Like it was just like everything was on fire. Our outfits sort of matched randomly. There was a point in the middle of it where someone was just like, this is a good group. Like we just, <laughs> this is working. Um, and I should note, I say that especially because I've had some bad groups over the last couple of weeks. I was put in a pickup group to do a, a dungeon, a pretty like, whatever dungeon that mm-hmm. I had to do to complete a, like a, ta- a checklist thing. Um, and I was there with, so dungeons in this game are four or eight people, basically. There's a four-person dungeon, and the three other people knew each other. So it was me and three, like a group of three people. Mm-hmm. And they were role-playing. Two of them, there was a Uh-oh. mommy, a daddy, and a daughter. Okay. And the daughter... Hang on, in real life, or this is the characters? This is the characters. Oh, I guess I don't know, but I suspect these are the characters. The daughter uh-huh. was the tank, mm. and she was being a precocious brat. Which is to say, there were moments in boss fights. One, she was pulling too many enemies at once mm. to try to make her dad, who was the healer, heal her more quickly. And like be a shithead to him. In the first of the boss fights, she just decided not to tank. And she was like, no, I'm not gonna. And was like fake pout, like pouting basically in the game. <laughs> and I'm like, DPS was like, I guess I'm gonna tank now. Keep me healed. Like, I'm not, I'm a fucking samurai. I don't have the tool set for this yeah. at all. Like, I, I can have like a couple of self heals, but that is it. Uh, and just, and then the, the, like the final phase, the run towards the final boss. The way that MMOs work for people who haven't done this before is that, like, enemies are set up in little groups. There's, like, hey, here's a little group of three or four enemies. Here's another group of two enemies. And in Final Fantasy XIV, you can fight. If you have a good tank and a good healer and and DPS is doing its basic job, you can get more more than one of those groups at once. You can do, Mm -hmm. like, maybe two groups, maybe even three groups if you have really strong area of effect attacks and blah, blah, blah. This tank, she ran through the entire zone from one boss fight to the other to the next one, uh, to get like dozens of enemies on her at once, um, and died, and then did it again and died, and like I don't just mean died, and then we had to res her, like we we wiped because yeah. of this shit, uh, and then did it again, and I was like, what, like, what is <laughs> happening? Uh, and meanwhile, she's like, Daddy, you're not doing a good job, uh, and then the mother character was like, Now, dear. Cut your father some slack. You you really pulled too many enemies, didn't you? And I'm dying. I'm like, I just want to get out of this fucking dungeon. This is hell. But I need it to progress in my like leveling up inside of one of the factions things. Yeah. Ah. So then actually hitting a good group towards the end of Heaven's Word was like if that was fantastic. Good. Um and I've nice. also I also leveled up Red Mage to 60, and the level 60 Red Mage quest is like I wish all MMOs could offer that style of solo play stuff. So like you know, um, we've talked before about what MMO combat is, but like you have a bunch of abilities. Some of them have cooldowns. Uh, classes have different sub mechanics where you're like raising super meters or or trying to earn certain resources to spend. Red Mage is that very actively. You're kind of balancing two different meters and trying to like you're bouncing between different abilities, like a tennis match almost mm-hmm. between white magic and dark ma- or black magic to kind of raise both of those bars up. And you're cashing those in for cool rapier attacks. Um, and then also by level sixty, Red Mage has a bunch of utility stuff like like healing and, and stuff like that, and other like boosts to damage and stuff like that. And that fight was fantastic. It's a one, it's a single player fight. You have these kind of story quests for just you, just kind of like your instanced main. I mean, all the story quests are instanced and single player in this game, which is weird. Uh, but the the stories, the specific class stuff is like you versus 
you know, some set of enemies inside of an instance. In this case, it was like a one-on-one duel. It was exactly the shit I talked about loving in Sekiro. Yeah. It's you versus another red mage. It's you and like one of your AI like companions from the red mage story. Um, and the dude you're fighting has a bunch of really dope like uh, powers that you have to react to very quickly. There's a thing where like he hits you and stabs you. He's like a vampire red mage, which is a huh. a very anime thing, but it's dope. Uh, and if he hits, he hits you with a thing to like open up a scar to your soul. And if you don't heal up all the way in time after he does that, he can give you do like a ton of damage and heal himself off of it. Nice. So you're like, oh shit, I have to go into healer mode and heal myself up. Okay, oh, sh- oh shit, there's a he put bombs all over the place, like you know magical bombs. I have to burn one of those down to make a safe space for me to hide. There's like all sorts of little like um, mechanics to to learn and in the solo stuff that just doesn't happen that right. often um, so that was that was like a joy and I've heard that the next expansion has more of that stuff we'll see um, I'm at least going to finish off the Heavensward patches because going through Heavensward I can't imagine having played Heavensward at launch because it have, has so many open threads at the end and like it's going to fill those out over the next you know five patches but those patches would have come out every few months at the time Damn, and yeah. that would I, I my real thought the real realization I had was like I'm going to fall off of this if I ever catch up because I'm not going to be a person who can keep up with patches and like check in with it every three months and do the patch do you right. know what I mean um, I'm also I'm also going to do a, a test I'm testing two, uh, two things and huh. two opposite things. One is my feelings about that. Really, it's one thing. My feelings about this game are I could be playing a, an MMO I like more or I could be playing a Final Fantasy game I like more. Mm. Uh, and so I'm finally going to go back and play Final Fantasy 12, uh, which is one of the Final Fantasies I never put any time into. Um, and then the other is but have wanted to and would have been done it three or four times over by now if I had committed to playing that game <laughs> instead of playing 14. And I'm also starting to play some Star Wars The Old Republic again. I rolled a new character on that over the weekend because oh, uh, that is a game that is explicitly about authoring your own character and making choices and getting inside of their head and shit like that. Um, and also, despite my feelings about Rise of Skywalker – I'm still in a Star Wars mood. And so scratching that itch is yeah. a good thing. So I'll check in on those in the future also. Those are my my new long, <laughs> you know, my new MMO. Yeah. I probably won't stick with it, but I am going to, I have a level 50, <laughs> I have a level 50 uh, Old Republic character on the final planet. I never beat that game. My computer died while me and my friends were wow. playing Old Republic when that came out and we got to the final planet and just never finished it. So I'm going to start a new character, remember how that game works and then try to power through in my, my level 50 dark Jedi Knight. That's free to play at this point, right? The first campaign is. Yeah, like right. all, of the, all of the class stories are. Right. Um, it immediately feels worse than Final Fantasy in terms of just game feel. Like yeah. Final Fantasy 14, like again, this is part of why I'm doing this is like to, to gauge my own feelings but like Final Fantasy 14 feels good to yeah. play I play with a controller like the character movement is great being able to play it on a controller like well at least through level 60 has felt really good um, I, I love moving around the world I think it looks and sounds fantastic it looks and sounds way better than Star Wars The Old Republic right. um, but immediately in The Old Republic like I'm playing a dope you know Imperial agent who has a great voice great voice acting lots of characterization right. lots of like interesting shit happening in the plot and so yeah anyway i will continue to check in on this weird journey i've decided to take with my free time was one of the first times you did you you checked in on final fantasy 14 when you said that you had a problem with alpha no i still have a problem with alpha i know no, but that was the first one of the first ones yeah Yeah. have you gotten to i still have i'm 40 hours in i still haven't met him 
That's not true. It can't be true. I, I think it is. Damn. I'm pretty sure I've never met, like, maybe he was in a in the background of a cutscene, but he has you never still talked have it. You have not me. done the thing where you've gone and heard the speeches yet. You know, it's weird. I've never heard anyone mention Alpha No. <laughs> <laughs> no, people love, he's like the he's like the mascot. People love Alpha No. Everyone loves Alpha No, except for me. I'm but the fucked up thing is that I know who he is because I played the first, like, half Alpha of Shadowbringers. Alpha No is real. <laughs> And he's everyone else's friend, <laughs> but me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we'll see. Hmm. It's like the start of a new year is a great moment to be like, have I squeezed everything I can out of this thing, right? Or should I move on? So, I don't know. We'll see. Other than that, I think most of my most of my uh, one other really small note, which is very funny, is uh, Patrick. I know you've been going. You've been doing a test of all the different streaming services right yeah like that's I'm a plan start doing a big yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, run through all the the big ones after stadia launch just kind of get a sense of what else is out there i tested one over the break uh-huh. uh uh it's, it's a little thing called uh steam it's a little thing called i left my computer on at home so i could stream stuff from my plex server to watch but then i realized that disco elysium plays like shit on my laptop because it's like a surprisingly mm-hmm. intensive game yeah and i have like a surface laptop that is not does not have like an integrated good graphics card or anything mm-hmm. like that uh and so it was either run that game in like you know uh, 720p on my laptop with a, a much higher resolution and that was that sucks it's a pretty game it's a pretty game uh, I love. I actually love all of like the portraits, and I like the character designs a lot. Anyway, or stream it via Steam, uh, which on my mom's internet was not going well, and my and my home internet because this is not streaming from a server somewhere. That's not what the stream, <laughs> right? The Steam streaming is. It is just shooting you data from your home PC to a phone or a Steam box, yeah. or. I, case, a laptop. I hopefully I, I want I want what would seem inevitable at some point is for them to add an option that's like, yo, yeah. you want to just pay five bucks yeah. and we'll just pull your save and just like we're going to spin it up from like a proper place where it's like not a subscription service, but just like a one time rental of a machine as opposed to like the shadow service yeah. I use where like you're renting it. Like, you know what I mean? But like because I've had that situation, too, where it's like ah, maybe I'll just bring my MacBook Air to Wisconsin or whatever. And it's like I could leave the PC on. But you know what? I'd that the internet's not going to be great there. It'd be so much easier. It'd be good enough for me to do it down, but it's just like, it's just, ugh, I, w- I wish you had that option on yeah. Steam. Sometimes. It worked. It just was ugly as shit. And like, right. but it, in terms of mm-hmm. latency, it was fine, but it was very much yeah, just no. like dial this, the quality down. Like it looks like a bad stream, you know? Um, but it, it almost worked for that game. It almost worked for Disco Elysium right. uh, in terms of like grime. and It's a hazy experience. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I finished that game at home on my own PC. I like the last like, 10 to 12 hours, maybe even more than that, nice. I put in by myself. So like half, the first half I played streaming and it, it worked. It just, it worked, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was the games of my break. Uh, I don't have access to my email because there's a weird bug happening here. Not just me, not just yeah. vice weirdness on my side, uh, which means I can't go into the question bucket. Um, does anyone else have anything before we wrap up? If not, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, the world is bad. The world is exhausting. I will say, like, we could not have dreamt that the day our episode skewering Sorkin-esque liberalism would have hit the day that this country uh, decided to uh, uh, assassinate uh, 
uh, a, a military officer of another nation. Um, we could not have imagined that it would have it would have hit on the same day that we uh, we again saw a lot of uh, center left Democrats trying to you know thread the needle between supporting whatever military action this nation takes and, uh, you know, trying to not be ghoulish. Uh, but we sure that sure did happen. On top of that, the uh, the fires in Australia right now, uh, it is uh, obviously I, I, I just want to say that our heart goes out to those who are, are in danger and risk there. Uh, I definitely hear your frustration around the government response to that. Uh, so nothing but support for y'all. Uh, and, and if you're listening to this and you don't know about the situation in Australia right now, definitely spend some time to, to search out some news. Uh, and so mm -hmm. I know for a lot of folks, it has been a rough, a rough start to a year. Um, and I just want to say like, we, we are going to do our best this year to continue to wave the flags that we've been waving and continue to weigh in on all the stuff that we have uh, weighed in on and, and try to be both respite and also a place to talk about some difficult things. Uh, we should do a waypoint soon so that we can weigh in on, on TV shows and news and other stuff. But uh, yeah, maybe we just do like a grab bag. I think so. And just yeah. just talk through, through some a bunch of stuff, stuff instead of, I saw cats access to the big Wait, rewatch saw cats? I saw cats. Feed? Yeah. We still have access to that. I think. Huh. Yeah. I can, no one buried that. Mm. Yeah. It's still there. We just put whatever we want there. Yeah. Uh, cats. I saw cats. The show, Why? the movie. Why? Um, I was eating coffee with a friend, and we saw cats after. <laughs> it was not planned. We kind of stumbled Just into like, it. Oh, hey, uh, cats. within thirty seconds of that movie, someone yelled at the whole theater to be quiet. Wow! Because he was there to really watch cats. Right. Within three minutes, a cat's head. A, a yeah, a cat's head. Is that what we call them? I think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, threw out a word that I should not say on this. Mm. On this, called us all uh, motherfucking, and then uh, stormed mm. out of the theater because everyone was laughing at the movie. Dogs, motherfucking dogs. No, it was a different. It was a c word that was not cats. Uh, so funny. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. He was so pissed that we were having a good time. Not his good time, a different good time. Right. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it in a very broken this way. <laughs> There was this one time I was going to the opera and the guy in front of me at the start of the show, and I did not realize what this portended. Mm. As they're doing the whole, like, please turn off your cell phones and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he adds at the end of that message, and no coughing. Wow. Tell them to not cough. And I was like, that's a little weird. It's a little weird. And the thing about, the thing about going to places like this is like, probably 80% of the people around you are like subscribers, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of people who just like, they go to the symphony, they go to the opera, but like you don't have a lot of people like, hey, I just want to take in, you know, I <laughs> just want to take in uh, Turindo <sighs> right. this week. Yeah. Uh, so like you're, you're surrounded by people who like, I think by like by disposition feel very like entitled to that space. Mm. But the thing is, it's a music performance. Eventually, someone's going to cough or someone's going to sneeze. And first, the dude just starts like, shh, really loud hissing to like, which is really loud because now you're you know, now you're making yeah. more noise because yeah. someone someone coughed down like you know in the mezzanine over there. We're up in the balcony somewhere, but then 
he just starts like calling out people who've like coughed during the show. Excuse me? And yeah, dude, it was weird. Like I went from thinking, I'll bet I'd be the hero of this opera if I just like garroted this guy right now (laughs) to thinking like, is this guy all right? Yeah, no, that was like, it it was like, it was getting, it was getting weird. Like to a point where like people are coughing and he's like, I told you about that. Like, stop doing that. Did you? And, but yeah, but the thing was mostly the guy just like the guy had a very strong, like, rich person asshole energy just mm. like radiating off him mm. and like for whatever reason that day he I, I feel like he just decided his pet peeve was going to be people not observing like pristine studio silence at a live music performance and it was just one of the like it's like what are you doing in this space yeah. where clearly the coughing thing bothers you because it is obviously an, uh, it is a feature of this kind of entertainment <laughs> how did you get here and not accept that this is the thing that happens with this experience. And I kind of wonder that, like, how do you go to Cats yeah. and not be like... Three weeks after it releases... This is probably going to be pretty rowdy. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. after it's released, people... on It was on New Year's Day. People are off from work, right? People yeah. are probably hungover. And like, what's a good goofy idea? Oh, we should go to fucking Cats. Let's see Cats. And there's no... Even in musical theater... Right. The play has... A, like, it's not a serious work. No. It, even in musical theory, it is basically a joke. In, in New York... It was it was the show that tourists went to. Yeah. Nobody yeah. actually saw Cats. It was just a thing that people <laughs> made a point of doing, you know, when they got off the bus. Yeah. Also, it's so, a, like, it is a how do you is, end up in a theater being right. like, all right, everybody, we're gonna be dead serious. We're gonna have a hardcore. <laughs> we're gonna have a hardcore cats Can't experience wait to fucking here. Hear about these jellical cats. Like I, it is a movie. It is a movie that has such a sincerity to something so absurd that I don't know how you enjoy it any other way. I don't, you know, whatever. Taste is taste. But I had a I had a genuinely good time being like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I understand the story of cats. I can tell you, I understand the story this of isn't cats. A Kingdom Hearts situation. This is not a key. I I understood it going in. I read Wait, as I understand ca- it, the narrative, it's not really much of a narrative though, right? It's like it's there is a plot. There is a it is it is time to make the Jellicle choice uh, under the Jellicle moon. And to do that, you have to decide which cat deserves to go to the heavy side layer. And so you each cat has to be like, here is has to tell do, do us do a sure this is in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Right, but but that's basically a character study, right? It like is the basically plot each is... song is a is a is an audition, effectively, in which a cat is singing yeah. a song about who they are in their hearts, and then uh one cat is going to make the judgment of who gets to go to who gets to go to heaven, who gets to die. What uh, is McCavity up to in all this? So in because th- uh, like Yeah, so McCavity wants to be the in in this adaptation wants to be the cat who is chosen and so is whisking away all of the other cats one by one after each song that they perform and putting them on a boat uh like captain hook style <laughs> like locking them up <laughs> oh we still need to watch that one movie we do still have to Go watch on. that one movie uh what? fuck we have to watch that movie the one the young Peter Pan. Oh, the, the, young, P, the Pan. The, was it just Pan? Pan is Pan. where they were doing smells like teen smells spirit. Like teen, mm, yes, uh-huh. right. We do yeah. still, see, we got to bring back that that feed. Yeah, um, yeah. That is that is that is the, the movie. And then McCavity is stealing everyone away. And then like, oh, but actually, the cat who is like the former glamour cat, but everyone hates her now. 
has the most moving song and blah, blah, blah. Like, not to spoil Cats, but that's the fucking thing with Cats. She sings memories. She sings memories two or three times throughout that movie, which is at least one time too many. Uh, and uh, it's chosen. <laughs> play the hits. Uh, play the hits, baby. There's a new song in this movie, I think, that I didn't like very much. Um, and I'm not out here like, I'm a Cats stan. But that's the thing. I went in knowing it was going to be... Head, please. Huh? Cats head. Sorry, I meant a cat's head. I'm not a cat's head. Uh, um, uh, but I didn't I didn't deserve to be called that name either. Mm. So anyway, it's fine. Uh, what I was going to bring up when you were talking about people coughing, have either of you, uh, have any of you seen the Pete Weber bowling video where he yells? And so I think a lot of people have seen the video at the, e- the end of this video where this bowler yells at the crowd. He's like, I did it! That's why I did it! And it's a very fantastic thing, but the lead-up to it is actually better, and I've linked you to it, and I think we should watch this and then end this podcast. Uh, All right. Cue yeah, up. I do Professional quick, bowling from quick 2012. Sh- quick shout-out. What do you want to do a quick shout-out to? Knives Out. It was a very good movie. I like Knives Out quite a bit. No, I once I went Knives Out so bad. I love right, that movie. We, let's yeah, let's write down. Okay. We can't. We can't. <laughs> we can't do it today. Okay, we got it. Knives Out. <laughs> Wrap it up. Watchmen. Pa- Patrick, look, we're just going to sneak a couple episodes on the Be Good and rewatch it. That's just going to happen. You're going to be you cool do, about it. You you do you you you, I, you all can do whatever you want. I am no like, I cannot stop. Website's going to stop us. They might. All right, we're loading this video. When up. have they ever stopped us from doing anything we loved? Mm. Anyway, anyway, watch this video of this mad bowler. All right, let's go. Well, this I'm is where? three and a half minutes. Yeah, it's short. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just, we're gonna. You know what? That might be just the encapsulation <laughs> of this whole thing. Like Wait, it's, it's a short video. Yeah. it's short. It's three and it's three and a half minutes. Half That's minutes. not fucking. Don't worry about it. It's three and a half minutes. It's a short video. Yeah. Okay. All right. This would be too long for some of the decision makers at major media companies. Three and a half minutes, that's that's long form. Not us. Can we click? Where are you at, Kato? I don't know where you I'm at. You lost it. You closed. It's gone. You, you open up Chrome again. Hold on. There's them. There's Chrome. Yeah. We're just going to play it. Do you want to, should I full screen this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. is, the name of this video is Fans vs. Pete Weber, US Open 2012. Okay. Count us in. I guess I'll count us in three, two, one, go. And welcome everybody, the 69th. I feel like I've seen this, but I can't. You've seen the end of it for sure. Pete Weber in our second match getting ready to go. Good strike. And he looked right over. Oh, wow. Yeah, he pointed at the crowd. He just pointed at the crowd? Yeah, dude. He's wearing gunners? He's just. Is he pointing at someone in particular? Uh, who could say? Ooh. Can you stop left? moving over there, please? <laughs> oh. <laughs> please stop moving while I'm on my approach. That's <laughs> all I ask. That's all I ask. There are kids. More yeah, there are kids. Than it is to us. I, I can't find the person who's off. moving. No need. There's that guy smiling in the back. Up behind him. Yeah. He could be that guy. I said, would you please stop moving <laughs> in my approach? <laughs> Not good when you have the, uh... I don't know what's hard about that to understand. <laughs> I don't know who he's looking at. Is going Not good. Oh! All you gotta do is sit still. 
<laughs> All you gotta do is sit still. These, this isn't cut together. If you're, if you're not seeing this, this is not cut together. This is just happening live. Yeah, this has been a lot. Move them. Move em. I want to see this escalate. Okay. We've now jumped ahead to another sequence. Championship round, and again, Pete started. Now we're a long way off from him, so I don't think he heard me talking. He's got glasses so I'm ducking. I'm hiding behind you. He's a good bowler. I think Henri is the word that he's really I good. Now. He, what did he say? You move again. He's really Henri, and he's really irritated with somebody over there to the right side. I don't know how he can see anybody moving over there because everyone's so afraid right now. <laughs> Absolutely. This is sponsored by Barbasol. It is, yeah. Oh. That pin has stood up all day. That really? Pin. Do that again. <laughs> what are you going to do? You need a follow-up. Yeah. Do that again. Staring someone down. Like, none of the security is taking right. any of this seriously. He's the I only one getting mad. I don't know what that is. This is a championship <laughs> game, so, I mean... Damn. Or... It's called sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> it's called sportsmanship, It's called sportsmanship. I wish we knew who he was talking to. We've Somebody's... been watching over there trying to figure out who it is. They have cameras! I can't. I can't. If they can't find it... I don't know it. who it is he's talking to. Somebody's rooting against Pete over there on that side, and they just said something when Pete left the ringing ten, and Pete doesn't like it and gave it right back to him. And we'll get his spare. So Pete Again? gets the spare. I know. Wow. And this is it. Get ready. I am. I'd only tried out. I'd only seen that final bit before, and I didn't understand that there was a whole narrative, a whole build to Pete Weber blowing up at the end of that of that bowling championship. The only thing I heard it's was a really weird sequel to Harvey. <laughs> it was like an an orb style Pete. There at was some a point. Pete. People are rooting for Pete out here. I don't yeah. know why he was so he, he was, was so mad. upset. All right, on that. There's no like no follow up. Who is this? Man. Pete Weber. That's oh, do you mean the man in the crowd? No, I mean yeah, like <laughs> Who is it? I don't know. There has to be that is a that is a, a, a mid twenty tens feature story for sure, <laughs> right? Like a three thousand word deep dive into the history of Pete Weber's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Grantland would have run that piece. hundred <laughs> percent. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, I don't see anything. I don't see any. I don't see any notes on who he who. Oh, controversy. Uh oh. <laughs> Mystery. Uh, whew, no, okay, this is just per- this is, uh, oh, we Weber's attitude on television has given him a reputation as a Hold trash on. action I want to read- <laughs> Yeah? There's an SB Nation article from 2016 remembering the hottest quote in bowling history, the, uh, who do you think I- who do you think you are? I am. One, it took place during the 69th U.S. Open- U.S. Open tournament. Two, this was Pete Weber's chance to pass his late- great father's record. Ooh. Three, <sighs> Pete Weber entered uh -oh. the event uh -oh. as the low- as the lowest seed. Four. Pete Weber's theme music is Triple H's theme music. <laughs> Five. At one point, he starts to get chippier than audience member. Six. About that. No, okay. None of the rest of this is interesting. Okay. And this doesn't say who the fan is, but yeah, I. 
Triple H's theme music. That was worth wow. it. Wow. 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 Unbelievable. Similar energy. Oh, someone asked so oh, someone asked him where the quote came from. Uh quote. Uh I guess whatever he wants to know is where do where did I come up with who do you think you are? I am. Well, being caught up in the moment of throwing the strike and being as excited as I was, I had a kid rooting against me during the match, and he was doing it just loud enough for me to hear. And it kind of made me mad. And people know a kid. don't make me mad Hold on, on a TV. Because I'll just yeah, I'll just get better. Well, he's probably just yeah, being condescending yeah, sure, to like anybody sure. as a kid okay. to him. He uh, says, but what I really wanted to say was, who do you think you are rooting against me? I'm the man of this tournament. That's what I really wanted to say. But as That's everyone knows, yeah. it's not as good. It's, who do you think you are? I am, which caught on. It's a worldwide catchphrase oh now. Oh, my God. I guess. He's ending Ooh. his WWE style bowling promos <laughs> with it now. Love it. Hit my music. Ugh. All right. On that note, let's bring that energy into 2020. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. I am. I am. Uh, you know what? Yeah, stand up for you. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You know? Uh, on a, in, a, in a year that's already gone some, some wild places. Stick together. Let, let the world know who you are. Uh, we'll be back. In my upcoming, sa- in a, some theoretical salary negotiation. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back uh, later this week to talk about some more stuff. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Follow the show twitter.com slash waypoint. Uh, Waypoint.vice.com. Obviously, Kato, where can people find you? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klubik. And Rob. At Rob Zachney. As always, thank you to uh, Bowen for letting us use the, the song Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, if you have questions, hopefully I'll have access to email again. You can send those to gaming at vice.com. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And also, why did the Cowboys hire Mike McCarthy? Dude, we can't. We need we need <laughs> we need some catch up podcasts. This is what I'm saying. Fri- I, yeah, we really Friday, Friday. God, he threw a pick. Okay, but he seriously, threw a pick. it was the so stark beautiful. terror in Josh Allen's eyes. Oh. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, I have never felt worse for a professional football Dude. player. But like, he had a good game. Yeah, and then he was just subjected to the worst pressure. And began making mistakes. Like, dude, I did swear you see that four man rush? That like, how does a four man? Oh my god, it was brutal. It was brutal. That was a brutal, brutal end to that game. They're they're mostly fun games though. It yeah, was, they were. Even the Eagles game, uh, which sucked, which obviously hurt me deeply. <laughs> it was still like watchable as a game. 
Oh, I love Josh. Josh McCown is yeah. one of my favorite uh, players. He's how he's good is Romo? By the way, the opening, like he first of all, he totally figured out what Vrabel was doing by mm-hmm. running the clock, which like showed a real command of NFL rules, which few commentators possess. Yeah, uh, in the booth, certainly not Booger. Uh, but Booger was but, was historically on. bad, historically bad in this game. Anyway. Is that a nickname? If I said no, There's, would that yes, be better? <laughs> <laughs> Booger McFarland yeah. is a is a Monday Night Football commentator. Uh, it's it's a bad scene, Cotto. But uh, about to watch my first football really game of the though. season next weekend. Is the go Ravens? It, wait, what do you mean? Are you? Oh, okay. Baltimore. Are you going? Yeah. yeah. What? No, you're not no, going. I'm just gonna watch it. You have a good chance. You know, that's TV. a great bandwagon to be on. It's a fantastic. It's the only Lamar he's Jackson from, he, did, yeah. he lived in Baltimore. It's not even a bandwagon. No, like, it's have, a, the only time I yeah, ever watch football is watch when football. the Ravens are in right. the playoffs. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so you watch a fair amount, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every once in a while, Rob. Rob, we, that we could just be released from this if we I'm gonna, just I'm stuck g- to yeah. that. Uh-huh. We would never have to watch football again. <laughs> We've caught like four games in the last like our lives. Yeah. Our lives. Yeah. We'd have seen four games of football. <laughs> but um, I love the part at the opening of the Patriots game as they're doing is they're sort of promoing the uh, the, the game where Romo's like, is this the end? I don't know. And he turns toward the camera and like has this maniacal gleam in his eye and is like, but it could be. Oh my god. Romo just willing the Patriots to crumble before his eyes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What a beautiful end to a game. Anyway, let's go home. All right. All right. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye. Later, guys. See ya. <laughs> Wait, I think I figured out what's wrong with your mic, Patrick. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure you're just your gain is just all the way up. It's not. That's weird. Because I found out over here I have you turned down, which is why you didn't sound loud to us. Mm. Um, no, the gain is all the way down on the hardware side, and it is at 50% on the software side. And Weird. Windows. Oh, maybe it's your Discord gain then. Did that get bumped on accident somehow? I thought those were locked now. Really? Are they not? Mm. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I thought, is that not tied to... No, I Discord has its own that. like slider in there. I think I don't know. Does does shoot. moving that slider move the I don't the know. system Hold level on. one? Give me a second. Because if it does, then I guess don't mess with it, and well, it's fine. No, that looks independent. How how was that? Is that yeah. Patrick's gone now? Yeah, but uh, did you have him turned down from before? Like on Discord. On you Discord. Because I did. Okay. Patrick, talk. Yeah, ten nine eight seven six five. He's still pretty quiet to me, man. But I can yeah. turn yeah, him up. Okay, I'll, it was at ninety five. Then I went to fifty. Let's go Se- to seventies. Tend to be good. Yeah. yeah. Is that good? Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the like middle is usually the place to be. I feel like that's a good. <laughs> What's the account night? I played Go for a while. Fucking catch me out here celebrating I Christmas on DDoS too. <laughs> I played a lot. I played a lot when I first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing a lot of Half-Life multiplayer because the, yeah. the big thing was you could fucking tag shit. You could tag shit. You could get them tags up. I did that. I, I Of the Half-Life multiplayer scene stuff, I definitely played the most 
uh, Team Fortress Classic was definitely the thing I played the most. Um, All right, this should be better now. Yeah, you sound great. You are, you're good. Uh, but yeah, Team Fortress was definitely my Half-Life mod multiplayer thing of choice. Uh, lost so many hours to that fight. But what we're actually getting into is Escape from Tarkov, right? I would love to, Rob. Yo, that video. I've been watching some streamers. <laughs> they, it's, um, it looks, it, uh, I've watched streamers and I had a lot of friends of the site, uh, without naming names, a lot of friends of the site have been getting into that game. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about trying it. I already have it. They, so they sent a press code like a year ago and I was like, oh, this might be a thing. And then like, it wasn't there yet, but it's been a year and it seems like it might be right. there. So yeah. I watched a 45 minute long Escape from Tarkov, like beginner's guide. <laughs> so I'm going to try to put, I wanted to put some time in how? before today, but I got sick yesterday. So, so how stalker is it really? I, it's not. Well, because I keep hearing that though. Right? It's like, stalker in the it, sense it's that it's user hostile in some stalker way. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. But it's not as far as I can tell, it's not stalker in the um in the sense that there are like uh anomalies. Right. That's what like I was that. wondering. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's like PUBG with some bots and or Arma with it's like PUBG Arma Daisy more than gotcha. Stalker, but those things all share a, a design uh, you know for sure playbook, I would say. Um yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to try to play some this week. Emmanuel Myberg just messaged me, did you play MK11? MK11 is a story about how centrism is evil. Damn, got to play it. I wanted to play it and I just never got around to it. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I will probably just watch all those cutscenes, which is what I did with the previous MK games, so the most recent. That's stock. fair. It's uh, way easier than getting good at a fighting game. You don't have. That's the thing, though. You don't have you to. Rob up a like, little bit. It's it's a you can you can button mash as long as you know how to do like down down forward forward and back <laughs> like back back forward back like, back forward yeah yeah yeah. That's like, uh, I mean, there's more to it, but like, you only mm. play as a single fighter for like two matches, and then it cycles to the next what? one. So it's like, there's not even any time to. You sound weird. Patrick does sound weird too. You sound loud. I think you're loud, but not loud. What? Not not not, not you, Rob. Rob, Rob you're you're soft actually. No, I know, but I'm not Patrick, hearing can any you talk Patrick. a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, I just did a stream, so it sounds like you're clipping, but that your clipping is being compressed down. Yeah, is that right, Kato? Is that what yeah, you're hearing? Yeah, yeah. That sounds... be on our side. No. <laughs> uh... But I mean, I don't. How can I be compressing? You're not. That's the, I'm describing <laughs> how it sounds. No, I know. I know. I know. Um, your shorts on and our Rob, side. And Rob, you, Robin, you say I sound fine. You sound maybe a little trebly. Yeah, that also that's true. Happens. Wait, have you done anything? Is anything from your stream open? No. Okay. I can reboot, and give, then we'll see if it's truly on my side or your side. So, all right, give me a second. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. I can hear it. <sighs> Rob, did you get to? Do you have anything? You have anything that you've played that I should write down over the break? So I replayed Batman Arkham Asylum. All right, do we, you shut the fuck up. We have to have this conversation for real. <laughs> that's not a, that's <laughs> what I bought someone Batman Arkham Asylum. 
over the break as a gift. I have a cousin or an uncle. I have an uncle who uh, only has a PS3 and only gets to play games every now and then. Like, he loves games, but he doesn't have a lot of income. Uh, and so there's a whole pool of games from the PS3 era that he's never played. Um, and that includes Batman Arkham Asylum, which is maybe one of the best games of that generation. So I was happy to get him that for $5. Uh, and he was very, very excited about it. But we'll talk about it. Any better? Keep talking. Hello. 10, 9, 8, no. 7, No, we'll six. live. It's weird. Is Maybe your... I wonder if the local is fine. It's so much more pronounced on your end. To me, Patrick sounds like Patrick. Okay. Weird. 